Hi, I'm Aaron, and welcome to the Slim, Fitty, and Biggie Committee podcast, where me and my best friends, Danny and Matt, take a deep dive into hip-hop, the genre that has formed an integral part of our lives. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on the Instagram at the underscore Slim, Fitty, Biggie Committee, and stay tuned for any upcoming podcast news. Coming up on today's show, we review Eminem's surprise new album, Music to be Murdered by Side B. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the Slim Fitty Biggie Committee podcast. Today is a very special day because Matt gets to review Eminem. We've been waiting for this day and Matt's been waiting for this day for a long, 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 long time. He's been talking about Eminem every single podcast. Yeah. Oh, I imagine this is just going to be Danny and I sitting back, not doing much. But the album that we are reviewing, it is Music to be Murdered by Side B. Those are the 16 new tracks that he just released. But Matt, how are you feeling about finally getting to review your main man, Eminem? I'm just uh, ecstatic, to be honest, because, you know, we haven't actually reviewed him on the podcast yet, believe it or not. It's, this will be a first time. Um, I think one of the albums or, or part of the album that like we first reviewed, but it never actually made it to um, the podcast was Music to be Murdered by Side A, I guess you'd, you'd call it. But um, yeah, we never actually put that down properly and recorded it. So um, yeah, I'm keen to get into this and see what you guys think of it. Um, I have my opinions and yeah, we'll see if we align or if we (laughs) diverge. (laughs) I'm scared to think what will happen. This will either make or break our friendship, I think. (laughs) This could really throw Matt off the edge and just go, you know what, I'm over it. Yeah. I wonder, I I think you should make a prediction, make a prediction on... uh how the review is going to go. That's good. I think so too. So, Matt, what do you reckon? Um, I think that... I think that... Oh, I think that Danny's going to um, be, like, pleasantly surprised by a few tracks on here, um, given <laughs> what we know about him and his appreciation for Relapse. So I think he's going to be surprised <laughs> by a few tracks and he's actually going to quite like like those tracks. I think there's going to be some tracks that um, he, yeah, doesn't really, doesn't really feel at all and maybe just sort of says something like, you know, oh, I'll definitely skip those in the future or I would never listen to them again. Or I think there'll probably be like maybe three that Danny might pick to put into a playlist if that. So that's my prediction. Um do you have a rating that, that he would give? I think Danny will probably give this three stars, this album. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. For Aaron, I think that Aaron will really, really appreciate the production on this album. I think that um, Aaron will love the like the beats, um, one in particular. Um, I think that... Aaron will probably score this a similar ballpark to Danny. I think you'll probably give it a three as well. I don't think anyone will be go going below three today. 
<laughs> what beat were you talking to? What beat? Well, Do you have? Uh, it's a, yeah. Leave it a surprise. Leave it a surprise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's very, very specific. It's a very specific prediction there. Yeah, that is. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, now you boys have to then predict what I'm going, to, what I'm going to say, like my rating and that sort of thing. <laughs> All right, I'll predict my boldest prediction, which which will probably be wrong, but my boldest prediction, which could be close, is that every every song, every rating of each song, Matt will have a higher rating than me for at least equal or higher than for every single song. <laughs> that's a good that's a good prediction. I like that. Well, I think that it might vary a little bit with with all three of us, but I reckon Matt will give it at least four stars. Oh, that's yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent is gonna be minimum yeah. four stars. That is the it tamest, cannot be lower. Yeah, tamest prediction that, that is a hundred percent gonna happen. Wait, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah. That you're I gonna give it four stars at least. At least. Okay, interesting. Okay. Mm, only time will tell then. Yeah. And I think Matt won't give... I think Matt will only have one song. I'm going to go even further. One song under three and a half. Whoa. Everything else will be above three and a half. That's an extremely bold prediction. I know. I'm going hard. I'm not including skits in that, but I think... Three and a half is the lowest he will go, other than one time. Nah, I think you. I I am going to predict that you're wrong there. I think he's going to go lower. <laughs> I just wanted to have a bold prediction. Yeah. You guys went for bold predictions, so I went for something. Matt, someone will be right eventually, so we'll <laughs> see how it goes. But Matt, how did you feel when this came out? Um, yeah, I was like absolutely stoked. I was like, you know, over the moon because. It's 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 not like in the, in recent times like he hasn't like this this is unusual like Eminem doesn't usually drop like albums as frequently as as he has been and obviously in recent times you know it's been kept to like one to two years which is yeah it's unusual so um but I I'm I'm not like complaining I love it I like when he drops an album it's like I get this feeling of like just excitement and that like oh I can't wait to listen to this like. I don't get that with like I was gonna say many others, but I'd say any other like artists in hip hop. Like this is like this is my guy, so this is what like I, you know, listen to hip hop for. Yeah, because this is the first time he's released an two like essentially two albums in twelve months. Is that right? Yeah, correct. So I I wonder like you know did he have these ready to go? Like was this something he was always planning to do or was it like he finished early and then he just dropped it after that? Like, I'm just interested to know what his thought process on this was. I feel like, I feel like M like always like writes a lot of material for all of his albums. Like I know with like, I think Danny's mentioned before that like relapse had enough to like go again, like do like another like relapse album. Um, or relapse two or whatever. So I feel like he does a lot of um, produces a lot of content for each album, and I feel like this was no exception um, in terms of whether it was planned or not. There were hints like scattered throughout music to be murdered by side A that you know there might be another side. Like I know um, I can't remember what song, but one of the lyrics is like 
um, um, some referencing something about like um, they flipped over his tape when they like flipped it over, like thought he thought he was B side or thought it was B side or something like that. So like he specifically mentions this part of the project in side A. Um, I don't know how intentional that was, but yeah, I, I think that um, he's definitely like he's definitely very methodical in how he goes about pro- like producing his albums. So um, I think that it might be. I'd like to hope it's it was intentional. I, I'd like to hope that this was the plan all along. So do you do you remember what you originally thought of the side A? Yeah. Um, like, do you remember what rating you gave it? I didn't write it down um, because I remember I like video recorded myself reacting to every single track, which you guys were then inspired to go off and do your own things. I think Aaron did like a voice note and Danny did like a full essay. Um, so I, <laughs> I like have the recordings of that, but I can't remember like off the top of my head. However, after listening to this side, I did look back and um, I think, I mean, looking at the tracks on side A, I need to sit with this side a little bit longer, but I think side A is better than side B. Um, however, yeah, I need. I think I need more time. I, I'd probably give side A um, four stars. Mm. Well, this is interesting. I didn't expect you to have a bombshell so early in the podcast, but mm-hmm. um, side A better than side B. But, um, well, why don't we get cracking into it? Because I think... You know, Matt, I'm sure you've got a lot of info. I know whenever it comes to Eminem, you look into literally everything. And we were talking privately and you said how much, how excited you were to get into this one and that you were just like so keen to just like 16 tracks is a lot of tracks of Eminem. So um, let's get straight into it. Track one is the Alfred intro. Matt, what do you think about the intro? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I like that M chooses to continue the theme from the, the first side. I think that was wise. Um, and yeah, it's just like, it's what I expected. So like, I wasn't, I wasn't like overly impressed, but I wasn't like disappointed either. It's sort of just like a, a middle ground intro. Um, that being said, um, I, I, I would listen to this again. Like I wouldn't skip it. If I was starting the album, I'd, I'd let it play through um, because it's like, it's only short as well. Um, but I think it's, it's smart how it connects to the previous side of the album um, and then flows sort of smoothly into side B um, stating obviously that this is music to be buried by. So after you're murdered, you're like, you're buried. So I don't know. I thought, I thought that was like nothing like mind blowing, but yeah, it was, it was clever. So I would give this intro three stars. What about you, Danny? What do you think? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's an intro. Um, I, I, I agree. Like, I just like the concept of, you know, following up an album of music to be murdered by with an album of music to be buried by. Like, it, there's just, I appreciate the the continuity of it. So it's cool in that sense. But um, at the end of the day, it is just a skit. So it's really nothing special. And you know, let's let's get into the music. But what about you? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Like I just like again, you know I'm a big fan of theme and 
continuity in that. And so, yeah, I like that. Um, and I just like the the thing that he says, like it's it's designed to drown out the sh- drown out the sound of shovels. Mm-hmm. And I just like that idea that, like you know, the imagery of that you've got shovels like laying dirt or digging, and then the music is there to drown it out. But yeah, I liked short, sweet. I I like Alfred Hitchcock's voice. Um, it just works in this. Um, so I don't think I'd skip it. I was like, is it three or four stars? I'll probably give it four stars just because of theme, continuity, and just the imagery in there. And it was short and sweet. So I think it sets up the album quite well. Since when did you start rating uh, skits? Since it was Eminem and I thought Matt would appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, I did. Yeah, Matt did some black magic on me. So I had to do it. Oh, no, it's begun. It has begun. It has begun. Well done. done. (laughs) Track two, Black Magic, featuring the one and only Skylar Grey. Mm -hmm. I feel like Skylar Grey is like his his um, go-to vocalist now. She's been on a lot of tracks. Yeah, 100%. 110%. 110 yeah. percent he's she's like on every single thing he does now and will ever do yeah. anything he ever does she will be there now i feel yeah yeah you're guaranteed to have a song with her on it mm-hmm. yeah i feel like it's like and it's definitely not like from my perspective a bad thing like she she definitely has like an, an amazing voice so um like it, it works it works well. I think he, he can appreciate like the talent that she brings and that's why he wants to keep working with her. Well, you you say it's not a bad thing. It is a bad thing for me. <laughs> um, like when when the first voice that you hear on an Eminem album is Skylar Gray's, it's never a good sign. Um her hook is exactly what you'd expect a Skylar Grey hook to sound like, which was mediocre at best. Um, and straight away, I'm scared because what she's saying, this sounds like it's going to be another song about how love hurts. And Eminem does so much of that kind of shit these days. It's it's like he only raps about like two things anymore. It's like how women have treated him wrong and and how he loves rapping about rapping. Like that's, that's his go-to subjects these days. And I hate this one. Like I'm bored of that shit. I'm bored of, Oh, love is so hard. Oh, boo-hoo. Like that's pathetic. Um, and you're like, so first track out the gate and you've got corny ass punchlines in there as well. So he's got lines like one minute, she'll build me up. The next, she'll push me round. Probably why she calls me Dumbbell. She lifts me up, then puts me down. Yeah, I do like that. That is so bad. Um, And then there's like, there's a really corny Imagine Dragons line in there as well. Like, just, just corny shit in there. And like... He attempts to go all relapse at the end by in that little skit or not even the skit. He's actually rapping it like by murdering this woman. But like even even in that relapse kind of style, 
like he doesn't do it with any humor or or facetiousness like like I like so even that didn't work for me um so for me I was just like this is a really disappointing way to start the album and I'm giving this two and a half stars wow savage beginning Matt what do you think? What did you? No, no, you go. I want to hear you first. Let's 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 build this up slowly. Okay. So, I like we knew it was going to happen. Sky Gray was always going to be here. It's the like whether you like it or not. It's almost like the iconic combo. Eminem has an album. Sky Gray is going to be on it. Mm-hmm. Like so, it didn't surprise me at all. Um, what surprised me? is how much I like this song. Oh, no. Yeah, yes, Aaron. I, yes, I really liked her hook. It was very melodic, and it was extremely pleasant to listen to. You're right in the sense that content-wise, does this have anything that's outstanding? No. Did he sound good? Yes. But I thought the second verse was much better than the first. Um, his flow worked for me i got the feeling that it was quite somber and that was like the instrumental um and yeah it was a little bit dark and i kind of liked it um did he have any huge outstanding lyrics not really he had that like you know at the end um you know think i wanted to see what insides look like as i pop another five vikes that's I'm butchering it, but that's what this high's like. Look down, there's mud on my Nike, shovel at my side, blood on my mic. Now wake up to music to be murdered by like. I like, I, I just found that like a nice ending, um, but I thought the hook was catchy. And to be honest, I listened to it again today and I liked it more than I did the first time I listened to it. So I'm giving this four stars. And I'm also saying we're going to see a lot of Eminem kind of explaining double meanings. Like he says, but she cheats and I catch her like the common cold. So he's going to always be doing that. He does that a lot throughout this album. So some are corny, like the one I just mentioned, and then there are others that are better. So we'll see how that goes throughout the album. But I gave this four stars. I thought it was really pleasant to listen to. Um. I would absolutely agree with you, Aaron. I think that, um, yeah, I, I will say it straight away. I, I gave it four stars as well. Um, I think that Skylar Gray's hook is, yeah, is amazing. I think she, like she has that like angelic, like yet haunting voice that she brings. Um, yeah, she just delivers it perfectly. Uh, I think. Um, I get what Danny was saying about not like hearing Eminem to start off with, like he usually does like start his albums. And I I thought like initially I thought this is like a really strange song to have in the beginning of the album. Um, And like when it started like kicking off about like essentially sort of being like, you'd think like a a part of like a love song or a a, a love gone wrong sort of song. um, I was like, this is just weird. But then obviously it it flips on in like the second verse or towards the end. Um, And then I was like, okay, now it's starting to make a little bit more sense now. So it sort of like, yeah, just sort of threw you off for a little bit, but then you obviously get right back on track by the end. Um, instrumental, I like it. It's very like full. It's like an like orchestra. Um, and 
yeah, content wise, um, initially, like I said, wasn't like my sort of thing. There were some like lines, despite being corny, that made me laugh. Like, what did you say? Um, it said, uh, <laughs> but as soon as I asked to hit, like she grabs a switch and turns me over her knee because my ass is whipped. Like, I don't know, I just, I know that's real corny, but I laughed when I heard it. Um, the dumbbell line was too corny for me. Uh, so I agree with you there, Danny. That was a bit, um, <laughs> a bit over the top. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the, the second part of the song more, like you said, Aaron. Um, yeah, it did give me sort of relapse, flash, relapse flashbacks a little bit. So I was like, okay, this is, this is more of what I expected on side A, um, that sort of, uh, vibe. Um, and yeah, it has a really nice connection at the end to side A. So, um, there's that continuity again, that album construction as, uh, Fiddy likes hey. to reference so much. <laughs> Um, so yeah, overall a very solid start to side B, which is why I've given this four stars. Yeah. Uh, But I knew Danny, you wouldn't like this. Yeah. Just you, you're never a huge fan of like shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't like shit music. You're right. right. I don't think either Matt or I are surprised when you, your review came out on this. Yeah. And so far, my prediction is correct. Matt has rated the first song higher than me. <laughs> Let's keep it going. I think that Danny's a bit tone deaf, to be honest. What? Oh. You're skipping ahead. You are skipping ahead. It's it's Alfred's theme now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, well, Matt attempted a transition. It was okay, just a little bit early. Um, but let's move into track three. Alfred's theme. Who's taking it? And I, just I might take this one. I just want to make a prediction. Hold on. Yeah, but you can go, Aaron, but I just want to make a prediction. I think that this will be the first five-star track for the album for all of us. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Um, I I like this, this instrumental a lot. It's actually taken from a song that Alfred Hitchcock has done that is actually called Alfred's theme. So it's actually sampled that. And it's weird that Alfred has a song like that. But um, anyway, I like this a, a lot. Um, I, just the the lightness in the beat kind of works for me. And Eminem is talking about like the changes in his life, like throughout fame and, and before and after and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it feels like he's just going through a train of thought like this song feels like his thoughts and he's just literally writing down whatever the first thing comes to his head. And I kind of like that flow as well as his, um, his, his flow switch. He, he switches it up. He increases his speed at the end, which is really good. And I like when artists switch their flow Um, and he just goes for it. Like there are multi-syllable rhymes here. He really just doesn't hold back. He kind of shows what he can do. It almost feels like this could have been the first track to Danny's point. I think Danny, had you heard Eminem's first and then kind of flexing early, it maybe would have started the album a bit stronger. But having said that, um, I think this really works here. And I know that Danny's going to like the reference to Dharma. Um, He (laughs) says, 
Yeah, and I'm buddies with Alfred. We're about to disembowel him, gut him and scalp him. Yeah, this is about to be the bloodiest outcome because we're going to make you bleed with every cut from this album, so I'm chopping them up like Dharma. Mm. So yeah. I I know that's a Danny a Danny line. Um, that was really good, and I also liked, but if I ever double-crossed my fans and lost my stands, I'd probably pop five Zans, go in my garage, start my van, inhale as much carbon monoxide and exhaust I can, and doze off like... <sighs> but odds like that with these... Thoughts I have like a giant getting squashed by ants. Like I liked that. That that just showed personality. Like just that he snores in the middle of of the verse. Um, the only thing I noticed that kind of was like not great was he has a line that says, "Got your bitch in a bathroom stall. She could suck a basketball through a plastic straw with a fractured jaw," <laughs> which is very similar. To a line in Love Game, the Marshall Mathers LP two, where he says, "I'll say you can suck a softball through a straw." <laughs> it's very similar, and I just couldn't help but like it's it's essentially the same line slightly differently. And I was like, "Oh come on, Em, you're recycling your oh, old." Oh god, that's such but a massive nitpick. It's a huge nitpick, but I've listened to that song a lot. So it stuck out like a sore thumb for me. Yeah. Regardless, though, this is without a doubt five stars. And baby, let's go. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so shall we, shall we test if the prediction is true? Test away. If it's this is going to be. All right, let's test it out. Um, so this is obviously a big improvement on the previous song. Um, that, that relapse-style skit at the very start gives me, like, this pleasant sense of nostalgia, like, which might be weird, given that all you hear are the sounds of Eminem digging a hole for a screaming female victim. <laughs> but that's just, like, my particular twisted sense of humour. Um, and like Aaron was saying, like, what did you say? It had, like, the instrumental was light. I found that, um, yeah, the, the song has, like, this interesting... I said whimsical. It's like a whimsical yeah. instrumental with nice drums to it. And it's produced by Eminem himself, which is surprising. So not too bad at all. Um, and of course, Eminem sounds like he's having fun with his lyrics too. And the song is like chock full of punchlines that all land with varying degrees of success, I'd say. Um, we can go through a couple, see see how they land. He says, went from punching a time clock to getting my shot, then treated it like a cyclops, like it's the only one I got. That's so good. That is so good. Yeah, I like that. I just uh, like the wordplay. Like it's the only one I he's got. Like, he's got to be like one of the best like punchline rappers, I think. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't have to be that, <laughs> and he's not. Um, well, let's let's try again. That's why there's parental advising every time I drop. Yeah, I don't like that. That's why there's parental advising or visine every time I drop. I drop visine. I drop visine. Is that good? Yeah. I don't like that because I'm not like. 
like you've shown off that you know an eyedrop brand. Yeah. Like it's not that impressive to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, I'm about that capital like a proper noun. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I knew I knew you'd love it because like you teach bloody sixth grade English, so you see proper nouns every day. But that's just corny as. Um, I'll tell you a really corny one. When I rap, it's like falling on my back in a tar pit. Because I have this target on my back. <laughs> yeah, I'm really yeah, bad. I'm not impressed. That's really bad. It's not. I don't even understand how that's clever. It's like falling on my back in a tar pit because I have a target on my back. That's rubbish. That's actually rubbish. <laughs> um, he's got lazy ones like, so call me Santa Claus. Because at the present, I outwrap them That's, all. I love that. I love that one. Eh, eh, it's too easy. That one's obvious. Um, and and the probably the worst one is my dick is coat check. She want a jacket off. <laughs> I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's old. That is so good. You that guys, just makes me laugh. Uh, Matt, you're so easily <laughs> amused. That's why you love Eminem. Too easily amused. Um, <laughs> this is your humor. <laughs> nah, this, the delivery was off and like, it's it's too immature in a way. Like, I like a bit of a, a witty cleverness to to the punchlines. Like, there's nothing witty well, I'll about give you, I'll give you one. I'll give you one that is witty and clever. All right. <clears throat> okay, so throw out, throw on the theme to Alfred. I'll channel him like the Panama Canal. But how could I get up in arms about you saying trash is all that I put out? Bitch, I still get the bag when I'm putting garbage out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, good, good, good. <laughs> to be fair, Danny, this song is almost six minutes. There are bound to be some corny shit in here, but, yeah, but for a six-minute track. He still has some funny shit in there too. Yeah, yeah. there's funny stuff. There's clever stuff and there's really not clever stuff. And that's the problem though, that that half the lines are actually cringy. He like directly like like responds to you saying that like a lot of his lines are like corny and immature and that sort of thing. Like in the next line to what I just read, he says, plus the potty mouth, I'm not about to wash it out, the filthiest. So all this talk I'm about, I'm washed up. How preposterous, because if cleanliness is next to godliness, it's obvious that it's impossible for me to be beside myself. Like, <laughs> like I feel like he yeah. he knows that he's saying like corny shit. Like otherwise, why else would he why else would he be writing it and putting a new song? Like he, he I bet you like when he like writes this, he probably laughs the first time at some of this shit and then's like, I'm just gonna put this in because this is funny, like the first time. But he, obviously after a few times he's like, Okay, maybe it's a bit corny, but he doesn't really care. He's like this is what I, I found funny when I was writing. Yeah, but like, even if he makes an excuse for it like that, it doesn't stop it from being cringy bars. Uh, do you know what I want to know, Danny? What do you think of this line? These lines, because this murder, murder, and I'll get you murked, murked. This is this music about to kill you. Burr, burr. This chicken hit my phone. She said, "Chirp, chirp." I said, "Hut, hut, hike your skirt, skirt." Then go eat some worms like the early bird. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like any of that. I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't think you would. Ark, arf, arf, chirp, chirp. I didn't like any of that. That was that was too weird for me. 
Um, it was playful. Like it's, you know, it's his signature style, but, you know, I've, I've heard him do better than that. Um, but anyway, like just, just trying to squeeze, you know, 65 punchlines into every verse is fine. But like, the thing is, the reason I loved Relapse so much is because his lyrics on that album were just so visual while also being, like, technically brilliant. And, like, those lines that you said, Aaron, like, th- those are the glimpses of um of that Relapse shit that I like. Like, when you said, like, but if I ever double-crossed my fans and lost my stands, I'd probably pop five Zans, go in my garage, start my van, inhale as much carbon monoxide and exhaust as I can. Like, that is, like, there's such incredibly dark imagery in there, but there's also, like, a lot of truth in there. Like, he, he's just saying that, you know, making great music for his fans is very important to him. But at the same time, he's exaggerating, like, the extreme lengths he'd go to to make you know, that happened. So, like, that's good stuff. There's no cringy, like, trying to put a pun into his punchline like that. And then and then um, there's another one I really like, another stretch of lyrics, which I did actually enjoy, where he says, I sit in silence in candlelit environments, sipping wild Irish while getting violent, homicidal visions when I'm spitting like this. But really, I'm just fulfilling my wish of killing rhymes, which is really childish and silly. But I'm really like this. I'm giving nightmares to Billy Eilish. I'm Diddy's side, bitch. <laughs> yeah. that, that is sick stuff. That is cool. There's no corny, like, puns. It's just painting a picture. Like, I'm, I'm sitting in silence in candlelit environments. That's, that's amazing. That's awesome. I want more of that. You, you um, forgot the uh, you forgot the last part. The what the fuck? Hold on, wait. I'm Diddy's side, bitch. <laughs> oh, I'm still East Side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the part I'd actually I'd leave out to be honest. Like when he, no, he, but the he delivery was so good. Track. Nah, it, it, he just like stops the song dead in its tracks to like make that joke. Like it's, I'd rather the song went on. Nah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I think you're being a bit harsh. No, I, just, I, just, I just left it out. Matt mentioned it. I left it out because I didn't think that part was actually good. I just like that he was like, you know, that is clearly a reference back to the MGK diss where Diddy wasn't happy with him having a go. And he's like, he's like, you know, saying that he's he's on Diddy's side. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I just don't like the part where he stops the song and cuts the whole music off just to make a joke. Um, so, you know, anyway, it's all well and good. Um, the, the the thing that, that really takes this song down is it, it really is just too long. Like, I actually like that he said, forget hooks, I'm just going to rap for five and a half minutes straight. But like three quarters of the way through, I always find myself wondering, like, when is this song going to be over? Like, for me, it kind of outstays its welcome. But it is a big improvement over the last track. It's not quite perfect. I'm giving it four and a half stars. That's a prediction. Yeah. It was close. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I'm still going to go. It's five stars. Aaron, you're 100% correct. Danny, you're wrong. Um, (laughs) The the instrumental and M's flow are just like relapse. That's literally what it reminds me of. 
Um, it's like it's, I describe the beat as like bouncy, but but still hard. Um, and there's like this xylophone, I think, I think like instrument in the background, which I, I really enjoy. Um, M's obviously spitting and just like nonstop, no hooks. I don't even mind, don't even care, doesn't need a hook. Um, the interludes in the middle of the track, I think, are funny. I like, I wouldn't take them out. Um, yeah, it's like, and like he just murders it, especially towards the very end. Um, I think he even goes like a cappella, like saying like, "Where's the beat?" And like, you know, I'll oh, screw it. Um, yeah, like this is this is five stars, the first five star track of Side B, definitely, and I 100% would listen to this again. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I 100% agree. Although I do see Danny's point, any song that is over five minutes tends to be like, oh, okay, like just it's it is long. It is very long. Well, you, did you find yourself doing that or not? Uh, when I listened to it multiple times, but. When I'm like just feeling it, it just washes over me. But I still give this five stars. That's nice. The song washes over you. Five stars. Yeah, I'm still giving it five stars. Sure, sure, sure. Makes sense. <laughs> well, Danny, either you or I are tone deaf. No, it's one no, one of us no. too. Matt already ruined that transition for you. Well, I know, but I had to go for it anyway. It's yeah. one of the easiest ones. So um, anyway, track four. Tone deaf. Matthew, do you want to kick this one off for us? Yep, I do. This is just one word, one word to describe this song D O P E. Everything Dopey. about this song yeah. is like, everything about this song is on point for me. Um, the beat, the verses, the hook, as well as the background sound effects and vocals, like they're all crafted like perfectly to produce like another five star song. This is, this is amazing. This is so good. Um, like also can, like, can we just appreciate the multi-syllable rhymes that M drops at the beginning of the first verse? If you can't remember them, these are them. And I'm not going to do them justice, but I'll try. Cadillac with a ladder rack in the back with a cracked axle, a back a backpack full of Paxil, a black satchel, a knapsack, and a flask full of Nyak and, a, and Jack Daniels. <laughs> like, that, yeah. that is just so impressive. Like, that, like, opening bars, like, oh, it was so good. Absolute fire. Um, and, like, isn't it interesting, like, such a simple beat that, dun, 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 like, it just repeated. It's like, you'd think that that would get, like, boring, but for me, it didn't. Like, it had it had the opposite effect for me. Like I was just like, what is this? I've never heard anything like this um, before. Um, I've read oh, that if it you was. Heard, if you've listened to Encore, you've heard many beats like that. Oh, it's an Encore beat, is it? Well, it's actually produced by Eminem as well as um, Louis Resto, um, who's behind some of um, M's classic songs like Lose Yourself. Obviously, it's not on the level of Lose Yourself, but it's definitely um, a great song nonetheless um and yeah i really like how M's really good at like very effortlessly connects the choruses to each of the verses and then obviously to the very end of the song like um it, it's just very smooth um hook wise so yeah no nothing wrong here i loved it fire five stars d-o-p-e baby <laughs> danny did you want to jump in yeah i do um the beat is average, as average as average can get. Like, like I said, this is 
on-call levels of of average. Like this sounds exactly like most of the album, most of the songs on on encore. And and I do not like encore. Let's make that clear. Encore is a really bad album. Um, and yeah, this just sounds exactly like the kind of beat Eminem usually produces. Like the, the previous song, the um, Alfred's theme, that was actually like, I was surprised. I was like, geez, Eminem produced this? But I am not surprised at all that Eminem produced Tone Deaf because this is exactly what I imagine Eminem production sounds like. Um, the hook is mediocre as well. It's not exactly catchy or anything. We get a lot of try hard punchlines again. Let's let's give you give a um let's say a few. My dick is an acronym because it stands for you. <laughs> I don't mind it, Danny. I don't mind it. Sam laughed at that one. She found that funny. <laughs> corny, corny. Um I'm trying to get some head. No, no, no. Let me start that again. I'm trying to get some head first. Like a nosedive. Yeah, I found that whole portion um, corny. Yeah, I'm actually. I reckon personally, I'm delivering it better than he did because when he when it comes off his tongue, it's not funny. It's it's corny. Um, but the worst, the worst of them all, is when he says, "You heard of Chris Christopherson?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm piss Christopherson. Like what the hell is that? That is so bad. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. But now, yeah. But analyzing it makes me laugh. We can laugh at it, but we can laugh at how bad it is. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, it's not all bad though. There's there is the line I like where he says, "I'm 48 now. That five O's starting to creep up on me like a patrol car." I like that. That's yeah, clever. That was good. Um, yeah, but 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 again, there's there's just not a lot of substance to this song. I don't think he's rapping about anything particularly interesting. Um, the hook, the beat, and most of the lyrics are average. This song is average. Three stars. No. Well, oh, okay. So I'm gonna get in the middle of you two and separate you two just yeah. a little bit. So. Um, yeah. Is this the best beat we've heard? No. Is it repetitive? Yes. Mm-hmm. But does it work? No. And it sure does. Wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's simple and I can, I find myself nodding my head to it, but towards the end of the song, I just need something else in it. It gets to a point where I'm like, okay, now I need... A, diff- a change in beats. I also find like his interaction in the hook pretty good as well. Like I like his what he does in the hook and how it interacts with the verses. And Matt, <clears throat> you took that original rhyme scheme from the very beginning. Um, and he has uh, a couple of other things. He says you you don't like it. Eat a cock till your jaw breaks. Call it caught between a rock and a hard place. Mm. Which which makes me laugh. Um. But I think his best lines are, does Bill Cosby sedate once he treats to cheesecake and a decent steak? You think getting rid of me is a piece of cake? I'm harder than finding Harvey Weinstein a date. <laughs> That's not um, Yeah, it, it's his dark humor and I like that. 
Um, and I think his flow works here. Um, yeah, Danny, the, the stuff with the pool and the, like, I leap into the deep end of the pool. I can show you where the dives are. Get it. I, I like, I hate it when he's like, get it. Like, he mm-hmm. explains jokes. Yeah. That annoys me. Um, but I gave this four stars. Overall, I'd go back to it. Isn't my favorite one of the of the album so far? No, it's not. But it is pretty good. I just think the beat lets it down a long way here. Aaron, your your rating is acceptable. Aaron, uh, Danny's is not. No, 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 no. In a week's time, Aaron, you will not be going back to this song. I can guarantee it. Maybe, but maybe I will. You won't. I do have a question for you both, though. Like, Eminem has been releasing a lot of shit. When will he run out of, like, rhymes in his book of rhymes? That was so obvious and embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't even expecting I wasn't even expecting to have to answer this question because I knew it was going to end like that. Oh, gosh. It was, it was obvious, <laughs> but it was funny at the same time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I tried. I tried. At least I'm I'm going for uh, it. I'm just going to kick this one off by saying that I think this is the particular song that Aaron is going to really like the production of. Is this is the one that you were mentioned earlier? Correct. Yeah, I think Aaron's going to like this. Yeah. Why is that? Do you reckon? Because it's his main man, Primo. (laughs) You are so (laughs) wrong. You are so wrong. (laughs) Aaron, you're going first. Okay. Let me be extremely clear. DJ Premier did not produce this beat. All he did was add his scratches. That's it. So when we say this is my main man, I wish it was my main man, but it wasn't actually produced by DJ Premier. It was actually produced by Ilda Producer. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a little bit disappointing because I'm like, it, it, to me, it's a waste of DJ Premier. Mm-hmm. Like, I know his scratches are iconic and I know that it is his signature sound, but is that the only thing that he co- could have contributed to this song? No way. He could have done the beat. And I would have loved to hear Eminem on a Primo beat. Like, I just imagine what Primo could have done for Eminem and just doing a signature beat, yeah. but like, that didn't I, happen. I don't even understand, like... What is Eminem waiting for? He has, he literally got DJ Premier to do the scratches. He's never, as far as I know, he's never done an actual song with Primo. Like he's never rhymed over a beat by Premier. I don't understand it. I just don't. He Royce to Five Nine is like Primo's best mate. Like why couldn't they have done something? Why can't they? St- do something for this album. It was so easy. It was right there at his fingertips. I don't understand it. It makes me angry. Yeah. It, it made me angry as well. The, but, yeah. Like, uh, it was just disappointing. Like, at first I was like, imagine if he got a primo beat. It actually would make my day. Just to hear, like, the potential of that is so amazing. And it, like you said, Danny, Roaster Five Nine has done so many tracks with DJ Premier. He's got albums where it's just them two, and Eminem hasn't done one song, but yeah. he can clearly get him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't understand. But um, yeah, like apart from that complaint, which is more of a complaint of 
what it could have been versus like what it really is. I still like this this beat and I still like the the song. Um he does complain like I I feel now I think a common critique of ours was that Eminem used to bitch and moan about critics. Like in Kamikaze, it was like he was whinging. In this one, it feels like he's more, you know, stating facts that people were having a go at him, but you know, in reality, like he's just more accepted it and like he's just going, Well, you can have a go at me, but you know, at the end of the day, you don't really get a chance to say anything. Like his lines like, um, my dome's brighter, all I spit from my skull's fire, all that's missing motorcycle with the chrome wires, spoke tires, and you're all a flow biter, so I don't gotta explain why they call me your ghost rider. Mm, yeah, that's good. He's got some good lines in there, um, and he just he just is not complaining like he used to do, and I'm a fan of that. Like he says, my floor is your fool's ceilings. Mm-hmm. Like just the imagery, I have this image of like he is standing on top of your glass ceiling, like he's looking down upon you, and that is sick to me. Um, I, I like this beat, and I like this song, and I I did like DJ Premier scratch, scratches, um, but I think potential wise it loses out. Like I cannot help but think about what could have been and that annoys me. Um, And so therefore, instead of five stars, it gets a four-star track. And I do have to say, Primo, take us out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How good is that part? It's good, but it's like he could have done more. And that's the upsetting part. Like, I like the scratches. I like them a lot. But like a scratch in the hook and a scratch at the end is not what Primo is worth. Primo is worth a full beat. And I just imagine what he could have done with Eminem. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Four stars. Sorry, Matt. Oh, my predictions are off today. <laughs> Danny, Danny's going to end up giving this bloody album five stars. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that's, why, that's why I said my predictions are off. I was being facetious. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. All right, who's next? You're next. Okay. My book rhymes, my book rhymes, baby. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Um, so, like, Aaron, you you basically said everything I wanted to say about the primo stuff. We we covered it, but like, the generic trap beat is just so disappointing when you see DJ Premier as the featured guest. But but I knew as soon as I saw the track list and I and I saw the title Book of Rhymes. Featuring, featuring DJ Premier. I already knew what was up. I already knew what to expect. I knew I was going to get some scratches and I knew I was going to be disappointed. And I was. Um, anyway, you know, the hook is okay. Nothing special. Um, Eminem starts with the corniest punchline straight out of the gate when he says, haven't used all the tricks I have so like my balls, I'm in my bag. <laughs> and I know you guys always laugh at, at these punchlines that I say are really bad, but they are really bad. And you're only <laughs> laughing because of how immature and cringy they are. That's um, true. And there are more. There are more ridiculous punchlines. Um, he says, she said, kick some fly shit. I said, 
I got wings on my ass. <laughs> Told her yeah. my dick's a cockpit. I fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. That's just bad. That's that's just bad. There's there's no other word for that. <laughs> and I hate. I actually hate when he says, um, "This instra's mental." This yeah, instra's like mental. Like that is such a stretch. <laughs> oh, that, I, I hate that. Um, that's not even clever. He just noticed that the word mental is in instrumental <laughs> and used it really poorly. Um, but like, again, it's not all bad. He also has lines like, I used to wonder where my next meal's going to come from. Now I just wonder where my next meal's going to come from. And that, like, you know, that's actually clever, like playing on the words meal and million, like, sounds good. Um, I enjoyed the second verse a lot more than the first as well. Like, the beat switch definitely helped. And um, he's just spitting harder, more aggressive bars in that second verse. And, yeah, Primo at the end, reduced to scratching duty. And, like, he definitely does a, a good job of it. But, like you said... It's such a waste. The song is all right. It's not good. It's not bad. It's three and a half stars. Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of like. Yeah, I'm with you both. I'm. I'm a four star. I'm a four star. I'm more with Aaron than Danny. Um, yeah. I. I liked. I really liked the instrumental. I thought it was a good instrumental. Um, I thought the the yeah the primo hit the scratches and the the beat switch they were all great. Um, like I thought M got went pretty hard. Obviously, giving opinions about comments he's heard or read um, online, other people said about him. So like content we've heard before, nothing like overly new. Um, he still has some clever and funny bars though. Um, like, no offense, but are you retard slow or dense? A fucking penny has more sense. <laughs> I thought that was that's really Yeah, that's offensive though. <laughs> it is it is offensive, but it's also funny. Um also... especially the way you said it. Especially the way you said it. <laughs> These retards. Um I also liked when he said um <laughs> don't like it, don't listen, but don't tell me about your favorite rapper ripping some shit he didn't write. Uh what happened to Slim? He was no cap with the pen. He used to rap like the people his music was for. He was exactly like them. The dude who used to be poor. Why can't he tap into them? Can't he use that excuse anymore? He's mad at the wind. He's in a nuclear war with a cloud. He's yelling at it again. <laughs> that was really good. Um, that was really funny. Like I don't know. He just has. I know he has some corny shit, but he also just like comes up with some really funny, like introspective stuff as well. Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, I thought that was good. Um, uh, the hook is okay, uh, but nothing special in my opinion. Um, yeah, but a solid song overall. And I'd certainly listen to this again. It's four stars. Oh uh, yeah. It, yeah. Fucking Penny. Has uh, I thing. do agree. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> that is a good line. That is a good line. <laughs> anyway. The way he talks about Eminem, I think, uh, Eminem would consider you, Matt, his favourite bitch. Oh, coming a mile away, a mile no, away. I, I didn't see that coming. No, because he paused for too long, and then he started a new sentence, and I was like, "All right, here it comes." 
<laughs> as opposed to when you guys pause, I should just keep talking over the top of you. Come on. Come on, guy. <laughs> Come on, guy. I like gaming. All right, Danny, you're my favorite bitch. Why don't you take this? <laughs> Give me an amen. Yeah, for the listeners at home, um, that is a very common saying that we all use. Like, I in daily life, I just always go, "Come on, guys, I like gaming." Okay, Ken, like that's classic Eminem. That's Marshall Mathers LP classic shit. I quote that shit on the daily. But this is not that. We should actually review the Marshall Mathers LP or the, or the Slim Shady LP, just like going back to like those days and see what see what we think. We should. Yeah, because we're not, we're going to take relapse off relapse off the card. The first two albums we review Slim Shady LP or the Marshall Mathers LP. Well, let's talk about which one we review next offline because <laughs> this will be an, a long discussion. I think True. purely yeah. because we're all opinionated on what we should do with Eminem, True. but. Um, Danny, why don't you take uh, favorite bitch uh, featuring Ty Dollar Sign? I love the way you say Ty Dollar Sign. Oh, yeah, Ty Dollar Sign. It's Ty Dollar Sign. All right. Well, it's spelt Ty. Aaron, so. Aaron knew that. He was just being funny. No, he thinks he's being genuine. Um, I was okay. being genuine. Favorite <laughs> favorite bitch. Um, first of all, there's something inherently lazy about this song because the whole metaphor of hip-hop as a woman has been done a hundred times including from Eminem himself when he did it on recovery with the song 25 to life so he earns no points for originality here he's done this before um the beat kind of slaps though it's a bit of a slapper. Um, and I think I like Ty Dolla Sign on this track too. Like yeah. the hook is probably the best we've heard so far. Um, and I think he also plays off Eminem nicely during the verses too. So I like what Ty Dolla Sign is doing here. There are a few uh, little moments I enjoyed in terms of uh, Eminem's lyrics, like uh, when he said um, just little things like, this type of literature got me a little richer. I just like that. I just like that play on words, yeah. literature yeah, and fun. little richer. Um, the beginning of the second verse is cool. How he starts his verse with, always hated my smile. Mama told me it's goofy. I'd get picked on at school, come home and she'd school me. She never sugar-coated it to me. She said if I wasn't so stupid and ugly, I wouldn't always get bullied. And the best part <laughs> is, is you can hear you can hear his little voice in the background say, true, like, like he agrees with his mum or his mum hammered it into his brain for so long that he can't help but believe that it's true. Like, I love that. Um, I love when he reminisces on the good old days of hip hop, the Yo MTV raps, and the and the rappers um, and figures in hip hop that he admired growing up. Um, things I hate are shit like um, I'm on a roll like a tootsie. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. And tell her it's a butt dial girl. Yeah, booty call. <laughs> um, 
But uh, there's there is a lot more to like than to hate on this one. So I'm gonna say not a perfect track, but I enjoyed this one a lot. I'm giving this one four and a half stars. Four and a half. It's pretty good. It's not what I expected. Well, you've just, yeah, uh, you just um, failed in your prediction. I knew I knew this would be the one. This, this would be the dangerous one where I might over overrate this one. Mm. But there you go. Yeah. Um, I might go well, on, man. I might as well jump in then. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. How good is Ty Dolla Sign? Like, he, like the delivery of the hook as well as the additions to the song that he has. Yeah, I'm all for this collaboration. Uh, Instrumental's dope too. I didn't say it was a slapper, but I need to go back and listen because now that you've said it's a slapper, I want to hear the slap. Um, (laughs) Strangely, I don't know, Aaron might not um, be able to relate to this, but some of the background sound effects reminded me of Goldeneye from Nintendo 64, um, which was pleasantly nostalgic for me. Go back and listen to it. It, it literally sounds like the I can't mimic it, but it, they're like now that I say it, and you go back and listen to it, you'll be able to hear these like sound effects that sound like um, gameplay from Goldeneye. Uh, so yeah, I, I actually really like that. It sounded it kind of had like this eerie effect to it. Um, yeah, content wise, you're right. I, I feel like I'm saying the same shit, which is a, a bit bad. Um, nothing special like here. Like it's the same stuff that he's done on Twenty Five to Life. Like. Yeah, it's a bit um, concerning. Um, But anyway, we move on. Um, He still has some uh, aggressive bars and switches up his flow multiple times to add a a bit of variety to the song. Um, I really liked when he talks about, you sort of briefly mentioned it, Danny, um, as the era whence we came who, from Nas to Puck, Ra, yeah, Eric B and Kane, I know. But I know a few from this era that that are lyrically insane. And although most are never going to hit the level Cole or Wheezy at or be emotionally attached to yo MTV raps, um, like I liked, I'm just going to stop there. It keeps going. Uh, but I like how he obviously does a shout out to like some old school greats in hip hop, but like he also is referencing people right now who are like doing impressive shit according to him. Like I think that's, um, I think that is, something that's going to be touched on a little bit later again in the album in like a, a bit of a dig at um, someone. It's like, yes, there are like, yes, there are some, like there are a lot, not just some, there are lots of like heavy hitters in the game of hip hop, like from back in the day. And you, you're always going to like show props where props is due, but also like are, are props given to those people who are right here right now. Like sometimes artists become bigger when they're gone and when they're actually there or they're appreciated more when they're gone than when they're actually here and now. So it's like, I like that M has taken the time to go like, imagine how, imagine being like J Cole or, or, or little Wayne and getting that shout out from Eminem, like just being called lyrically insane. Like I know if the role was reversed, Eminem would like just be so humbled because that's what he said. Like from the very beginning, like all he wants is just to be like recognized, like shown respect for what he does and been like, yeah, that, that guy's dope. Like, that's literally, he said, I, you know, he doesn't care about the money and any of that stuff. Like, he just wants to be known or respected as someone who, like, has, like, contributed in a positive way to hip-hop. So it's like, I feel that that is, like, I don't know, it's just really nice seeing him then shouting out other people who are doing that, like, right now. Um, 
don't know. I could be like overthinking those lyrics, but I just I I just picked those out. I like those. Um, yeah, overall another great track, and I would listen to this again. I like that I'm repeating that particular line. So obviously there's a decent bit of like good music early on in this album. So this is four stars. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Do you know what I, I was looking at Genius and in Genius, the person who's notating it didn't pick up on, you know, rap being, you know, the girl, which is, which is a little bit embarrassing, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Danny. This is so overplayed. Um, originality is a hundred percent lost here. Like he's just doing what has already been done and he's doing what he's already been done. And like, I don't know. I'm just not that impressed by it. Like, okay. I've heard this before. Like, you know, when you're just doing it slightly differently, um, Ty Dollar Sign, he, I wouldn't, he, I wouldn't describe him as the most lyrical artist that we have, but his hook is okay. Like it sounded pleasant. It didn't blow me out of the water. Um, and Danny, that line that you said about, you know, him and his mum, that, that was just so sad. Like imagine that, that you you grow up like that, that your mum would say that to yeah. you and that's what you believe. Like that is super sad. Yeah. Um, and then he obviously has that second verse where he really goes ham for that um, metaphor between, you know, uh, the female or, or, or the woman being hip hop. Um, and he does say like a few interesting things, but um, I don't think this ever really blew me out of the water. Um, yeah. I gave this three stars. Um, he also had this like Tootsie Roll line that was corny as hell, mm-hmm. um, which annoyed me. I just didn't love the hook. I didn't love the originality. Um, and yeah, it was just okay for me. Um, there's nothing here that he really said that blew me out of the water. So three stars. Yeah. It's pretty low. That is yeah, quite low, actually. It, it is pretty low. Like I just thought it was an entertaining listen. Like it was just it just sounded good. It was pleasant on my ears and four and a half stars. Maybe it's too generous, but Well, know. I've gone out guns blazing, so I can't <laughs> oh! <laughs> He's done it. He's, the, that one Danny actually approved of. Yeah, yeah. Because because it, it there was no like corny build up to it. It was just like bang, guns blazing, baby. Yeah. Well, I, I took on your feedback. I improved, so uh, I hope you appreciate it. I did. Awesome. Well, is there anything else we wanted to talk about on Favourite Bitch? I just threw in the transition very early, so I wasn't sure if we were done, but um, is there anything else you guys wanted to discuss on Favourite Bitch before we move on to Guns Blazing? Are you saying, Danny, that that's your, that's your favourite hook of the album so far? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, well, what other ones are there? Um, well... I'm tone deaf. I'm tone deaf. Everybody knows I'm tone deaf. Yeah. No, okay. Fair enough. All good. Okay. Um, I, I really want. If no one else wants to say anything, I really want to take this next track. Well, I have very, very little to say, so I kind of want to get mine out of the way. I want to. I want Aaron to predict who's going to have the lowest rating of this uh, this track. I mean, I'm gonna say. Uh, me. Ooh. <laughs> Followed by? Followed by, I think, uh, Matt and Danny, I think you guys will tie. I think we might all tie, actually. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm, worried I might, I'm worried I might have the highest score, to be honest. Okay, go for it, Danny. All right. 
So all, I don't have very much to say at all. All I wanted to say was that this is one of the weakest Dre and Eminem collaborations I have ever heard. This is I Need a Doctor levels of bad. And I know, Matt, you actually like that song, but that song sucks. I also like that song. Yeah. Well, that song sucks and so does this. Um like they just dedicate a whole song to dissing their ex-wives or ex-girlfriends or whatever. And like, it's just, that's trash. Trash subject matter. The hook and the beat are both weak as piss. And I am giving it two stars. Yeah. And I wonder if, I wonder if that's too generous. I feel like maybe it is. I gave, I gave it two as well. There you go. Um, as did I. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. yeah. That's cute. That is cute. Although it flows nicely from the previous track, like album construction, talking about my favorite bitch. And then like, obviously it could be interpreted as like a woman or like, you know, obviously then rap, but then going into like talking about actual women, like it, it, like it it flows, not like, like it makes sense, but like it left me really disappointed. Two reasons. I just expected more from a song with Dre and M on it. Like, yeah, it just, it was sort of like what you guys said about the primo thing. It was just a waste. I feel like it was a really big waste, this song. Um, <clears throat> and also I, I would have preferred Dre and M spitting together about the content on the previous track. Um, like, I think that would have been really cool. Like rather than obviously about actual women in their lives, um, given that, you know, like uh, would have been nice to hear like Dre's perspective on hip hop and how that's affected him. Like obviously Eminem, as his own opinions, but if, if if Dre was on the previous track, he could have given his perspective. I think that would have been like something different, at least to a concept that's been done before. Um, I don't care for the hook at all, which is a shame. Uh, Dre though does sound fantastic in his verse and at the end of each hook. I especially like how they manipulate his verse. They've done that before on um, Compton, um, so it's not new. But I just I like how they like. It's almost like they don't auto-tune it, but like, like definitely like they affect it. Um, M sounds solid as well. Um, and I, it was at this point that I, I, I sort of started noticing that what's different about M's flow on this album compared to other like projects is he's very, very controlled. Like he's not doing his yelling. He's not doing the accents. He's very clear. And it's almost like he's um, not lazy, but he, it's almost like he's just, like quite relaxed while he's rapping. Um, and I, I do like that. Um, it's easy on the ear. The instrumental's good, but my least favorite on side B so far. And unfortunately, I would skip this song on future listens to this side of the album. Two stars. Well, I I agree with some of what you said, um, Matt. Um, but I actually want to touch on a few things. Like the reason I don't like this song, other than the fact that the that there's nothing too impressive with like what they say, but they actually fire shots against people who can't fire shots back. And I kind of hate that. And to me, that's a sometimes can be a knock on Eminem that he goes after people that he is 99% of the time going to beat in a beef. And so like Dr. Dre has a go um, at his, his wife and then M has a go at a woman named Michelle. And what's weird about it is that Eminem says he's not going to mention her name and then he mentions her name. <laughs> and that is that is so strange to me. Like, either don't mention it or mention it. Don't say you won't and then you do. So 
I don't know. I just felt like this is a really weird thing to throw in the middle of this. It does. It feels really out of place. It doesn't really like. It doesn't show well on either of them. I understand Dr. Dre is going through a divorce, but do you need to go on a song and have a go at her? Probably not. Yeah. Well, to that point, Eminem basically made his career on talking about uh, Kim, like. Most of his first two classic albums are just like, I hate Kim, Kim's the worst, let's kill her, da-da-da, like every song, and that shit's classic. But does he do it in the same way here? No. I don't like, know. Eminem feels like he's just having a go at someone that is not that close to him in a weird way. Like, there is... No. I tried to look at who Michelle was. There is some conjecture... He might be like a make. She might be a makeup artist or one of Dre's exes. Like no one's really sure, but people are saying most likely, like it could be either random or Eminem's for one of his former makeup artists. Sure, but I mean, Dr. Dre's going at his ex-wife like Eminem used to do. So, but did he do it that impressively? I don't think so. Like, so it, it'd all- be okay because you 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 said like. You don't like it that they're going at people who can't fight back. But Kim could never fight back. She's not a rapper. Well, I would also say my my difference between those two is Eminem is now a an extremely successful rapper and Dr. Dre is what, almost a billionaire or close to a billionaire. Yeah. It doesn't show it's 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 quite petty for where they sit right now to feel the need to do something like this. Eh. It just it it to me it just doesn't reflect well on on what they did. Maybe it's also the delivery. I didn't like the delivery and the subject matter. So the beat was pretty good. Like you, I, I don't know. You give Eminem a pass for Marshall Mathers LP when he just writes all these songs like "Kill You," all about Kim and stuff. And the well, to be honest, songs- I don't listen to those songs. But you do know of those songs. I know of them, but I don't listen to them, and we're not reviewing those. Well, I'm just, but it's very similar because you're saying, you know, you don't like, you know, this style of, you know, going at people who can't respond. But, I mean, it works. It has worked in the past very successfully. And I, but I don't think it works now. Mm. It's it, different. Yeah, but it's Eminem, different. Eminem was in the same position back then. Like, by Marshall Mathers LP, he was the single biggest musician in the world. And he made a whole album about dissing Kim, really. It, like... I, I, I guess the reason why I like, am, I feel like Dre did what he did, and it's like okay, like yeah. But then I felt like what M did was forced. It was like okay, well if Dre's gonna spit about like you know his wife, I'll spit about some girl, and it just it just didn't feel like if he's gonna like talk shit about someone, like make sure like we can like understand who it is and like maybe like relate in some way. Whereas, like, I just yeah. I didn't feel for this person, like, that he was talking about. I don't even know anything about her. And, like, I see what Aaron's saying about not defending, like, themselves. I guess it's, like, in a way, the name of the game with, like, hip-hop. But, like, still doesn't, like, excuse it, I guess. Like, yeah, it just, just rubbed me the wrong way. And I just feel like it on M's part, it felt a bit forced. On Dre's part, it felt very, like, just lazy. Um, I feel like... It felt petty. Yeah, they could have done like, more. Like, it felt petty. It's not like... It's not like it was truly emotion. Like when Eminem used to do it, it came from like he was actually angry and you could feel the emotion 
in the song. In this, I literally was like, well, it feels like you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Mm, yeah, and, I that. That, that makes more sense to me. That makes a lot And of for sense. Dr. Dre to, this is his only contribution, what a waste. Mm. Like, is like it just feels like it's such a strange decision that this is how we want Dr. Dre on this. And then after that, see you later, we don't hear from you ever again. It just is so strange. Like, I don't understand it. Yeah. And I don't think it's that complex. Like Dre's lines, like, is there anything that blew me away? Not really. He has that, you know, line with Rothstein Flow Casino. You're like ginger, we know. That's just like, you know, the reference to Al Pacino, uh, not Al Pacino's, to, um, to Casino, the movie. Yeah. Um, but like, other than that, I'm not impressed. And then Eminem, again, like I said, I just hate the fact that he says, I won't mention you. And then he mentions her. It's just, I don't know, this... This whole thing is weird to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just odd, just, especially because they're like both what Eminem's close to fifty, Dr. Dre's close to his sixties. It just feels strange for where they're at in life, and just the way they delivered this, it just doesn't make much sense. So, two stars. Yeah, fair enough. <sighs> I don't have a, a good transition here. It's going to be like a gnat. Like the bug piss us off. I'm not even. I'm not even going to comment. I'm not even going to comment on that. Good. Um, <laughs> track eight, Nat. Uh, Matt, do you want to kick this one off? I have Sorry, a feeling you're going to love. Sure you, you haven't kicked off an, a, a song at all. I have. I kicked off Book of Rhymes. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I, but I can take this if you want. I'm more than happy to take. Uh, I, was just, I was just genuinely thinking like. Have you even kicked off a song yet? Maybe you, you go out. Yeah. All right. I'll go. Um, so, Nat, uh, I'm interested to see. I think, Matt, you'll give this five stars. Danny, I I think you might also give this five stars, but maybe four. I don't know. I'm hedging my bets for you. <laughs> um, but I made sure because before l- watching the music video, because he has a music video for this, I actually listened to the song first and then I watched the music video. Um, and it does enhance the experience when you watch the music video. I think it was done really well. Um, but I think um, I do have to mention, Danny. Do you remember I was saying in Rolling Fifty Deep our review? I know exactly. Song. I know exactly what you're going to say. How COVID bars are corny. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of COVID raps. Yeah. Um, because, and I think it's because. I've been hearing about, and we all have been hearing about coronavirus all year. And sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, just I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. And I'm just over it. But having said that, this is the exception to the rule. Really? I thought this was fire. Super catchy, full of wordplay. The beat change in the second verse is sick, especially because it comes after, like, he says he took hydrochloroquine, if that's how you say it, right. And then the beat is almost like as if he's high. So it's like they then they use a trumpet and it just allows Eminem to, to switch his flow. And I really like that. But I have... Uh, Dan, did you watch the music video? Yeah. Well, here is a question for you both. He wears two different pairs of shoes in the music video. Oh, for Christ's sake. Do you know what pairs of shoes he wears? They're the... I wasn't... They're a pair, the one on the couch is like a pair of threes, isn't it? Uh, no. I'm going to guess uh, Air Jordans and uh, Air Force Ones and Air Force Threes. Well, no. So 
you you guys are close, but Air Force Ones, white on white. I, so Matt, I, I know you, Air Force Ones. I was right. Yeah, yeah, correct. So what do I win? Um, no, you just. I mean, I know that you guessed it, so it wasn't really like. <laughs> but Air Force One, white on whites, and he also wore the retro Nike Jordan fours. So Matt, you were close, not the threes, but the fours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, since when just, are you since when are you this much of a sneakerhead? I've just I just bought another pair of sneakers the other day, <laughs> so I was looking at looking at some sneakers. So I didn't buy Nike Jordan Fours. I just if you're into sneakers, you'll like this. But I bought um, Air Jordan Ones Hulk, like the Incredible Hulk color scheme. So um, yeah, if you're into those, I actually bought those. But anyway, sit tight for our review of those sneakers in the next podcast. Yeah, well, you can get ready for me not to wear them. I'm just going to keep them and look at them. But <laughs> anyway, I just ask when you so you watched the video and you were looking at Eminem's shoes and you were like, "Hang on, I know those." Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't have to look it up. You didn't have to go. Oh, those are the Air Force Fours. You you just knew it. Well, Air Force Ones and Nike Jordan Fours, no. whatever it was. Yeah. No, I didn't have to look them up. You're my hero. Well, I mean, I didn't expect you to be that impressed. I just was. I was interested. <laughs> In whether you guys would know. Um, and what did you expect? Did you expect us to know? Well, I thought you'd get maybe the Air Force Ones. Well, that was a good That's what I would, yeah. Well, just because I know Matt has those sneakers as well. So I thought he'd pick up on them because, you Can know. we get black? Matt, yeah. Matt, you? Matt. Hang on. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, I missed Can that get too. back to the song, please? <laughs> no, I just wanted to say to Matt a question. Did you notice his shoes during the video? Um, yeah, the ones on the couch I did, not the Air Force ones. Wait, so you you mentally took a note of, hey, those are nice shoes. Yeah, well, the the, the camera bloody like zooms in on them. Like, how can you miss them? <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> interesting, interesting. I I did not notice at all, to be honest. I'm not a sneakerhead though. <laughs> anyway, back to the song. Matt wants us to get back to the song. Um, but um, I the hook is catchy. Um. I, the more I listen to it, the more I like it. And something I've noticed actually throughout this whole album is there are no long outros. Like there is no extended bullshit outro. The song ends and that's the end of that. So I'm pretty happy about that. And he has some some nice bars. He has got stripes like a tiger, so you might get mauled. A mic in the palms like claws. I can swing right for your jaw and rip it off with one swipe of the paw. Hmm. That is just cool imagery, and it's just a cool way to say that he's better than you. I also like, he says, Hiroshima with the flows, a utopia. With the dope, I'm an OG like the goat. Here to get your goat a little bit of sodium, it's assault. Yeah. No, no not yeah. good. Not good. No, that was good. Because, like, it's assault. No. Like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's corny. I didn't have a problem with it. And then he has the, uh, which is what separates my flow from theirs so that no one gets even close to this to pose a risk to me so vocalistically. What? That's social distancing. Yeah. Again, it hits theme. Um, I thought this was five stars. Music video, killer. It's really entertaining. The whole track, really entertaining. I didn't think I would like it as much as I do, especially on repeat. Um, but yeah, I like all of this. Five stars, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like it's. It, there's no like. It's any wonder this was chosen as the first single of Side B. Like, it's it's. 
Like I, I've, I've, in my thoughts, if I could give a song six stars on this album, it would be this one. Like, this is just like insane. Um, and like then coupled with the the video, like, yeah, you can't go wrong really. Like, there's nothing bad about this song. Like, it, it's just like the hook, as you said, Aaron, is is like like topical. It's it works. It's like catchy. Um, the the instrumental like at the start how it's all mellow and chill i was like wow this is different i haven't heard this sort of like vibe on like a hip-hop song like in re- like from my memory i can't think of another song that's like it so i was like okay this is new um but yeah i thought it really like complemented m's um like quieter flow i don't know i can't i can't pinpoint the right word to describe the, like how he's flowing different on this side but um I don't know. I think mellowed out is maybe the best one at the moment that comes to mind. Um, I think you were right when you said he's more controlled. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, like, that's probably... he's not. He's not going. He's not screaming that much, but he's like more accepting, and he's just. I don't know. It feels more thought out. Yeah, yeah. And then that like beat change that you said, like it's just so hard, like hella hard. Um, and then like he snaps at that same time to mimic the, to mimic that change in the beat. Yeah, it's so good. The piano, the trumpet that are included, they're they're awesome. It's just dope. It's a dope song. It's five. It's five stars. Could be six. Um, I do want to mention some lyrics though, that um are just yeah crazy, and um they are from the first verse actually. I need to comb through the second because there's so many things I would have would have missed just going so hard. Um, but from the first verse, ain't nothing you could say, and nothing you say could ever trump. Mike Pence will get killed. If you're hypersensitive, I wasn't referencing the vice president, Chill. I mean, my penmanship at time tends to get ill. Violence, but with skill. That's why I hence, when I write, ends up with the Mike and Pencil getting killed. Um, I thought, I'll just say straight up, they're my favourite lyrics of the, of the um, side B. Uh, <laughs> like, it's just crazy how he's, like, able to obviously talk about like a real life person and you know, the vice president and like, he's gotten in trouble for this before. Like um, George Bush days, he was like, um, he was accused of like inciting like violence towards the president. And like, he was investigated before, you know, on, I think it was on this album on side a with like references to um, Donald Trump. Like apparently like the secret service came and said to him, you know, are you actually really like, um, like going to like cause harm to the president? Like, how crazy is that? Like, someone like him can. I guess I suppose like he does have a lot of influence, but still, like, I don't know. I didn't think like someone like the president would even listen to like or be aware of his music. Um. So yeah, and then he like he does it so cleverly that he flips it that like what he's saying wasn't actually intended for the president, but like then a part of or the vice president and then. Then the other part of you is like, oh, actually, hold on. No, it was because, like, the vice president's name is Mike Pence. So it's just like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't make sense otherwise. Who says, who calls pencils Pence? No, but the way, no one, yeah, no, but the way he says it on the actual track, he says, Mike Pence will get killed. So, like, the Mike and the pencil will get killed, but it sounds like Mike Pence as well. Like, it could be like, yeah. Okay, okay. I'll have to go back because... Yeah. The way you said it originally, I was like, "No, no, okay." Mike I'll Pence. Say, I'll say it how he says it. So, because he goes it a bit faster, so he's like, "Ain't nothing you could say could ever trump Mike Pence will get killed." 
If you're hypersensitive, I wasn't referencing the vice president's chill. I mean, my penmanship at times tends to get ill, violence, but with skill. That's why, hence, when I write, ends up with the mic and pencil getting killed. So go back to that. Go back to that Trump and Mike Pence thing. Okay, so he says, um, like the first part of the verse is, um, I will annihilate, kill them. I'll fuck around with and pile eight million dead ju- little juveniles. Wait, chill. Then I'll wait my. Tr- I'll, then I'll await my trial date till then. Ain't nothing you could say could ever trump Mike Pence will get killed. If you're hypersensitive, I wasn't referencing. Mike Pence will get killed. Yeah. What that still doesn't make sense. Mike pencil get killed. And Mike comma pencil get killed. Yeah. Mike pencil get killed. So what he's saying there is, ain't nothing you say could ever trump, as in trump his skills, trump what he writes, because when he writes, the mic and pencil get killed. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I think it's a little, a little bit of a stretch. It's for a stretch me. for me. It's yeah. a little bit of a stretch, but I. The way you're saying it, I can maybe see how it's clever. Because, like, Trump, obviously the president, and then Trump, as in old Trump, like anything you write or say, but you can't because when I, you when I write and say it, I can kill the mic and the pencil. Like, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I, like, I know it's, I, I, I guess you could say, okay, it's a stretch, but like, then for what he pulls off for the, like, the double entendre and then flipping it at the end and saying, explaining what he's meaning by mic and pencil, like, yeah, I just it's it's very it's a very very clever line. Listen to the song again and like rewind it. Listen to it a few times. You're like, okay, that's really cool. Especially with like the climate <laughs> and that's going on and his opinions of Trump and obviously those connected or associated with Trump. That being the vice president, like I don't know. It's it's a, I, think, I feel like it's a big deal. But um, yeah, I, I don't really have too much more to say on this song. It's just yeah, it's absolute fire. It would go in. It, it should go in anyone's like playlist of like greatest Eminem songs like yeah it's it's a it's a really really good one like if there's an if there's a song you'd pull from this album it'd probably be this one mm, not really but um yeah well look this this song is uh six stars maybe seven um uh <laughs> it's got to make up for the few that you're gonna dock off at Danny yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I also wanted to address Aaron your you said something about oh this this song like you know cuts off immediately when the rapping ends and that's what's good about it and I'm like that I I don't like that nitpick of yours where where if a song doesn't end like five seconds after the guy stops rapping it's it's too long it's, it's no 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 what I don't like is unnecessary outros outros where they just talk trash for another twenty to thirty seconds. Or they have like another bridge and a hook. Like I've had this critique before. It annoys me. Sometimes I'm like, you've changed a three and a half minute song to four minutes. Just leave it at three and a half. Mm. Would have been fine. So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I think sometimes you take that too far though. Sometimes sometimes songs can breathe. They're allowed to breathe, you know. I don't have a problem with like 10 to 15 seconds of just letting the beat play. I have no problem with that. What I have a problem with is when they just take it too far, right. where they repeat themselves over and over again when I hear a hook three times and then I have to hear it a fourth time and they extend it even further after that. It's like, okay, I understand. I heard this already. Uh, in the in the future, I'm going to take note of when you bring up this nitpick again and I will have to see whether I agree or disagree. All right. I'll keep an eye on it. Don't you worry. Please do. All right. But anyway, Nat. Um, 
my first first reaction because I saw the video, watched the video. It's the first thing I saw from the album. Like I wasn't too impressed, to be honest, when I first heard it. Um, the hook, like Aaron, you said, you know, you, you make an exception for this song. Usually you don't like COVID bars, but this time they're amazing. But for me, these these are corny COVID bars and the hook is just entirely made up of corny COVID bars that are really bad. So I don't like that. The beat is certainly interesting, though, um, especially that beat switch, which I enjoyed a lot. Like, that beat switch had me nodding my head. Like, that was... I loved that part. And and Eminem, like, actually spazzes on that beat switch. Like, he speeds yeah. up his flow real nice towards the end, just the way I like it. Um, well, he just does it perfectly when, after he says he took hydrochloroquine, as if he's high. Like the the actual timing of the beat switch matches the lyrics and then matches what he does after that. So I think you're 100% spot on. He nails that. Yeah, that works. That's cool. I like that. I definitely like that. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to the worst punchline on the song um, where he says, and and I'm going to struggle to say this and and have it make sense, but because he he really stretches this. Um, Who knows? When this nightmare will end, like Monroe, Norma Jean. Hang on, let me do that again because it doesn't even. Who knows when this nightmare end? Nightmare yeah. end. Nightmare like Monroe. Nightmare end. Yeah, so bad. It's just so bad. Any way you slice it, it's just so bad. I can't. You can't even say it normally. Like, I don't even know how he said it, but even the way he said it was trash. Like, it's such a stretch. It's it's way too much of a stretch, if you ask me. Um, on the whole, I still enjoyed the song, especially the beat switch and from the beat switch on. But, like, the hook was corny. Some corny bars. Four stars. So wrong. So, so wrong. So right, so so right. And when you say this is like the song to go back to, that is so wrong. That is so so wrong. This is this is nothing but fire. Absolutely nothing but fire. Wait, this is this is the one song that you would go back to over any. No, other. I'd go back. I'm I'm going back to Alfred's theme to um, tone deaf to this and one other. But like this is this is like you you specifically said if there was one song, yeah, this would be it. This would, this would be the one I'd go back to. Yeah. Yeah, like it also has like I'm also aware that being the first single, I've I've probably listened to this song the most now. So like, it's going to become like one of those songs like Stan, for example, that I like you just can't really listen to anymore after a while because it's like I've listened to it so much. But I just remember that like first listen, and I happened to be watching the video at the same time, and it was just like wow, yeah. this is crazy. This is so so good. Yeah, there are there are at least three or four songs I would go back to before this. It's interesting. That's 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 good though. I'm glad you I'm glad you say that because that means there are there's like three or four songs that you like more than this, and you've given this a four star rating. So that's good. Yeah, that's good for the album. See what happens. Yeah, we'll see what what is uh, going to come. We'll see if Danny can get any higher. Um, no, 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 no. Yes, like that was yes, the, yes, another yes. long build up to you know talking rubbish until you said higher. 
No, no good. To be honest, it wasn't that much of a long build-up. I had to set up the transition. It was. Because me and Matt were having a conversation, and then you just started with something completely unrelated and then said higher. So, Well, Matt was alluding to the fact that uh, you might have higher ratings moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, God. Okay, move on. Move on. Let's move on to the best All song right. on the album. Now. Moving on to higher featuring Sly Piper. Um, how how like now this is a banger. Like this is like this. I feel like this would definitely like if I had this like loud in the car, this would sound really good. Um, obviously it's a recovery track. Obviously, um, and for that reason, there are lots of people who aren't going to like it, Danny included. Um, but set that aside. Just like literally set that aside. I know it might be hard, but set it aside and, and take what it does give you. So th- that beat is crazy. Like I love how like it, it's like it, it's it's so like loud, it's so heavy, and like the the the, the tone of the song is this like uplifting, motivational song that like I definitely can appreciate. It adds this like energy to the to the album that we haven't had yet in this way. Um, I would listen to it again, especially if I needed like a pump me up like song to vibe to. Um, if I didn't need that, would I skip it? Possibly. Um, Cause like it, it, it's a definite type of mood, this song, like you'd have to be in. I think Sly Piper does a decent job on the hook. Um, yeah. I, I, I rate the song, but it's like, it'd definitely be like an acquired taste or for a particular time and place. Um, so it, it's three stars for me. Jeez. The way you were talking about it. Yeah. I thought it would be way better. No, no, no. So like it's it's not it's like it's not on the same level as other tracks that I've given like four stars. It's 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 like if you love rec- recovery, you're gonna love this song. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the the parallel you can draw for this song is um what was that song like Survival? Is it called Survival? Yeah, or Cinderella Man. No, nah, but specifically Survival because that's like a full on stadium meant to be played in in a massive crowd like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, th- this this is a mega super trash instrumental produced by Eminem. Um, it sounds like he's going for another big stadium song, like that survival, but it sounds like absolute shit to me. Uh, the hook also sounds like something he would want the crowd to chant at his concert, but like it just sounds cringy to me. The content is shit we've heard from him a thousand times and he doesn't do anything special with it. He's basically saying, all I know how to do is rap. I do it for my fans. Hip-hop get helped me, you know, get through my childhood years, my tough childhood. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's nothing new and he's not delivering it in, in a particularly special way. Like... This is just a massive Skipposaurus Rex on any future playthroughs. Two stars. Let's go. <laughs> Damn. I thought that was very harsh from you, Danny. Mega super trash instrumental. Dog shit trash. Well, I did. I do agree that this instrumental is nothing special. But I do like the the question that it poses. Like, how high can Eminem keep going? Like... Is there a point where he just cannot get it go any further? Like, is there a point where he just he has reached his potential and there is like he will just from now on 
always disappoint because he'll never be able to beat what he's already done. Are you saying that that's that he's you know still rising? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that is a question that I'm asking you guys. Do you think that he has reached his peak? I think you're framing already. No, but like, well, you're framing the question like he he has never declined. No, I'm framing it as in like I think this is the question he's posing: is that if he's already reached his peak, how can he keep going higher? I think he's in fairyland right now. He's he's nowhere near as big as he used to be. I no, I agree. But what I'm saying is, do you think there is a world where Eminem could reach the heights that he had? At the peak of his career, no, like, no, definitely not. Because like it was like it's like then he was like new and like just been discovered and like there was this like hype around him and like he was getting away with saying things that he couldn't get away with now and it was a, it was just a different like atmosphere then. But that's not to say that the start the, the certain things that he's doing now that are better like in terms of technical skill um, than he did back then. Like there, there there's flows and cadence that he couldn't have done back then like that he's doing now. So it's like, yes, there's some songs that people aren't going to like, but like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. Like um, I, take Godzilla, for example, like, you know, the, fl- the flow and the cadence he has on that is, is unparalleled. Like that is crazy. Like, yeah. He, he, he... Technically it is, but like artistically, not really, not really an improvement. But it depends on what you like. Yeah, art is very like subjective, isn't it? So it's like some people might look at that and go, okay, well, like that for me is better than some of the other stuff he was doing. Could also talk, talk, talk about content. Okay, well, I preferred like relapse content. So that's more artistic for me. Like, you know, it's just like I, I feel like he definitely has things that he's doing best now than he did before. But there's also a lot of other things that he did previously that are better than what he's doing now. So it's like, it's like picking and choosing, isn't it? It's like, it, it, it's what, what type of Eminem do you want? Cause I feel like he's giving parts of the parts of everything that you like might like or might hate. Like he's giving parts of relapse on this. He's giving parts of recovery. Like he's giving high like cadence. He's giving mellowed out vibes. He's doing some production. He's getting other people on to do tracks. He's getting like, he's doing a lot of things. So it's like, again, he's, I don't, I don't know if he's necessarily trying to cater to a lot of people. I think like he's just trying to, you know, do a bit of everything, which I guess you could say is catering to everyone. I don't know. I, yeah, it's a it's a tricky question. To yeah, I, it's a good question. I just think I just think that I agree with you, Danny. That and I think Matt, you also said that he will not reach the heights that he reached previously, and that his te- technique is probably as good as it's ever been. But he will never get to a point where he is doing his best work now. And that I think is must be a challenging thing. There must be a part inside of him that realizes that as well. And I can only imagine how hard it would be for someone who is a perfectionist to look at, you know, and and realize and know deep down that he won't reach those heights anymore. To be honest, though, I do believe that deep within him, he has the potential to pull out something amazing he will always have that potential like he has the skill it's so obvious 
but he the choices that he makes with every like every minuscule choice for every individual song and the hooks that he writes and the and the people that he gets and the producers he employs like every little tiny decision he makes all adds up to shit most of the time but like on pure raw talent if someone like you know guided him like the the a, an absolute musical genius that's not him guided his hand he he has he has it in him to make something incredible that's what i believe mm. well that it just will yeah. never happen that's getting on to like okay well then dre needs to be behind him because that's when he produced his best work yeah and there is there is a song on this album <laughs> I'm sure you know exactly what which one I mean. That is everything I could possibly hope for from a 2020 Eminem song. Like, and we will get there, but like that is that song is the reason why I'm saying that he has such unbelievable talent. And, and if he if he like focused every ounce of his energy into one specific style of, of music, of hip-hop, it could be incredible. But then do you see the, the, well, the sacrifice that that could, like that would might end up having as well? Like it would please a lot of fans, but it would also like displease a lot of others. It would please me. Yeah. It would please me. That's all I care about, to be honest. Yeah, so is it better <laughs> well, pleasing like like a majority of one particular like type of music or is it better like just loosely appealing to everyone? <laughs> I think personally Eminem should just stick to one thing and go for it and Which commit a hundred percent. Don't know. Like whatever it is, like what you're saying, Danny, is that you prefer one song and that's your preference. All I'm saying is I think Eminem tries sometimes a little bit too much to hit every like corner of the hip hop spectrum. I just feel like sometimes he just needs to, you know, go, all right, this is the type of album that I'm making and this is the style that I'm going to go for and so be it. And that's what he used to do and I think that's what he should go back to, whether it's the style that Danny likes or not. No, I see what you're saying. But anyway, back to the song. Back to the song because we'll talk about this for a while. But if I'll finish my review. Um... I actually like the hook on this. I like. I know Danny, you didn't like it, but I kind of liked the shady chant, um, and I liked the 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 beat change. Um, I also didn't mind Sly Piper's verse. Um, I just didn't think it was a hundred percent needed. It was like there, and I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It was like middle of the road. Um, but overall, I gave this three and a half stars. So it was decent to me. I didn't. Uh, get as annoyed as Danny did. Yeah, yeah. Mm, no, interesting. So Danny was two, I was three, and you were three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. So Danny, is your prediction still... What well, Your prediction turned out to be wrong, is that right? Yeah, by one one song. Which, so far. Which, which right now I feel like I could easily adjust that score and, and make our prediction right. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, they do that. Well, Matt, how, how many have you rated under three and a half stars? How, um, including skits or Two. not including skits? Not including skits. Not, so far. Not including skits. I've rated one to under 
three stars. Under three and a half. Oh, under two. Under three and a half. Oh, under three and a half. Yeah. I've rated um, one, two. Yeah, two. Okay, so Danny and I, both our predictions were off so far, but what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's just. All right. <laughs> I'll go, go try a trend. Go, Matt. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> no, now it's just now it's, everyone's just waiting for it now. So no. <laughs> let's uh, let's oh, jump in and crack ten these demons. Uh, <laughs> no transition. Well, <laughs> well. When I speak to you guys, I'm battling my demons. So oh. um, let's 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 get into track ten. These demons, not great. Those transitions, even I know that they weren't great. But track ten, these demons. I'd love to hear Aaron pronounce this feature. <laughs> I'd just say Marge. Marge, big Marge. How do you say it, Marge? I I actually have never heard of this person before, so I'd just say M A J. No. <laughs> How do you say it, Danny? Uh, actually, I've never heard of it either, but uh, I would guess th- there are only two ways I would guess. Maj, yeah. which probably not, or Marj. Yeah. Yeah. No idea, though. What do you think of Big Marj? Big Marjy? Mm-hmm. Should I Should I go into it? Should I? I think you should. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the uh, trappy beat is kind of cool here. Yeah. Um, the beat switch towards the end is just as good as what came before it as well. So this might be my favourite instrumental so far. Um, hmm. This is also the first hook on the album that I think is genuinely catchy or at least pleasant to listen to. Um, so, so far, so good. Uh there's some pretty decent content in here as well, especially in the second verse where he tackles some of the racial issues that came to the forefront in 2020. Uh, like when he says, this pandemic got us in a recession. We need to reopen America. Black people dying. They want equal rights. White people want to get haircuts. <laughs> some people protest. Some people riot but we ain't ever escaping the virus till the cops that are racially biased, we no longer enable these liars. Like that's... Yeah, I really like those. Great. That's really great. Um, I also appreciated the uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony shout out where he said, "They they bring my name up just to get ratings. It's like trying to choose between busy, lazy, or wish against crazy. Cause I got a bone to pick and Slim Shady will thug and harm any who attempt to diss Haley. Bitch, I will go in like it's raining. Yeah. Like that's dope. Yeah, dope. I really like dope, dope, dope. Um however, you will also find some of the worst bars on the whole album right here on this song. Uh things like and I'm going to butcher this just because I have no idea how he pronounced it and it's still corny as, but he says, some people don't like me at all and some are like bees to flowers because <laughs> some people find me appalling. Yeah. A pollen. It's supposed to be a pollen. Like some are like bees to flowers because some people find me a pollen. Hmm. That's so bad. That is just so bad. 
No, and then other, he said that other one. The um, my shit is intense, intense like TPs. You getting wiped, wiped yeah. like TP. You don't like me. You can bite my little white wee wee. <laughs> oh yeah, I was getting to that. I was definitely getting to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I even went further. What did he say? You don't like me. You can bite my little white wee wee, and I repeat. You can bite my little white wee-wee long as I L-I-V-E. Yeah. Like, he had to say that shit twice. I know, it's and embarrassing. Probably the worst one, though, is where he says, so me saying I'm out, nice to know me, is like asking me where my shin is. It's downright baloney. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. As in... Below my yeah. baloney. Where's my shin? It's downright baloney. Do you know that what is- it feels like? It feels yeah. like he's gotten old and he's just, his puns, he's just going for lots of puns now. He's like your old dad who just all the jokes are puns. Yeah, and it's really terrible. Like some of that shit is terrible. Um, but despite those terrible lyrics... I feel like I I have to give at least one song five stars today, so I'm going to do it now. I'm going to give this one five stars. Let's go. Wow. That's surprising. Huge. That is huge. Yeah. Matthew, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in here. Walk in for me, please. Um, (laughs) I'll go go for a quick stroll. Um, But... I think I've mentioned this before, but I think in this song, like, he is more settled. Like, Matt, you said he's more controlled. Like, he's not screaming, and he explains his perspective. And I like that, you know, I want you to change, but don't change. I want you to grow up, but don't age. I want the rage, but don't get too angry. I want the new, but old shady. I want I want you to say what they won't say. Just don't go too far, but go cray. I want you to almost lose it, man. They keep moving the goalposts, don't they? And I kind of understand where he's coming from, that he's being pulled in a lot of different directions. And I, I can only imagine how hard it would be to do that. Um, and, yeah, he talks about, you know, police violence. And, you know, we talk about it time and time again on this podcast. Um, I think we've talked about it on every single one and we've done uh, how many reviews over 10 reviews. So every single time. But, um yeah, it, like enough, like we've spoken about it so many times, Danny, you mentioned it, so I won't go into it uh, any further. Um, and he also has this line that I like, because the game is mine like an IED. Yeah. Like he's blown <laughs> it up. <laughs> no reaction from any yeah. of you. Um, but I like that line. Um, and I also, Matt, I think you'll like this. If I said my balls were yarn, you bitches would crochet. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> yeah, that's No, not that. Um, and 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 then he has just like this I don't really understand what what he means by this, but he says, "Now I'm so bougie that I stick my stick out my pinky every time I drink tea. Used to want a wife sweet tea." Used to rock wife beaters. Now I let your wife beat me, so you can eat shit. But I might be the shit. So when I say eat shit, I mean me. I don't really understand what he's saying when he mm. says like eat me. Doesn't make that much sense. But um, I thought the rhyme schemes were pretty good. I like the content in here for the most part, 
and I do like the beat as well, and I give it four stars. Ooh, huh. interesting. I'm going the lowest on this then. What? Um, I just feel like this song chops and changes between like some personal shit to real life to then like really silly in the last verse. Um, and it, it changes very like sharply, um, like going from talking about police brutality to then my little white wee wee. Like it just, <laughs> it doesn't, it do, this song is, this, this song is discombobulated. Um, hey! This song is confused. And this is one of the, few songs that I just feel like just completely misses the mark um, structure-wise. Um, Marge does do the hook well, delivers it very smoothly, gives me a bit, sort of reminds me of like Travis Scott vibes a little bit. I like that. Um, I like the trappy beat, as you mentioned, Danny. The ominous background instrumental on the song is is nice. Um, like the bars that I like are the ones Aaron mentioned, and it's the start, starting ones from the opening verse, you know, the I want you to change but don't change, those ones. Um, I really, really like those. Um, there are, I get there are, there are some funny ones. I guess you expect that with like the cornier ones in the third verse, like some, some are bound to work. Like this one works for me. Um, and they get canceled like once a day. Why go in? It's more fun to stay and you get me to leave. There's no fucking way. I got a better chance of fucking young MA. <laughs> um, like, that is good. That is actually yeah, that good. Is good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like, I like that. Um, However, there's just so many corny bars and we've, we've talked about them. It's just, yeah, it, it's, um, there are things to like here, definitely, but it's questionable if I would listen to this song again. Um, it earns itself three stars for me, only just though, only just because of the, the, the choppy, changey content that goes from really, really serious to really, really silly in like the blink of an eye. And it's just like, okay, you can't mix, in my opinion, you can't mix those things. They just don't work. Huh. Well, that that blows my prediction way out of the water. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, mine too, actually. Wait, wait until the next one, mate. Oh, I've got I've got to take this one next one away. Next one is a skit, so it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just get into it then. Track eleven, key, Matt. Okay, tell I'm us. Gonna this. this is undoubtedly the worst Eminem skit I have ever heard. It is actually garbage. It's actually so, so bad, and it definitely should have been excluded from this album. Um, it sounds like M's trying to channel this old-school, playful, slim, shady energy, but it just does not work out at all, in my opinion. I get encore vibes from this, but not the good kind. Um, I decided to give it <laughs> one star because it loosely links to the subject matter of the next song, like because he's talking about like chicky babes and chickadees and all this, and then it goes into She Loves Me. But oh, I was almost going to give this zero, which is a first for me. Um, so yeah, this is just yeah, absolute rubbish. Uh, next, <laughs> well, Matthew, yeah. I agree with you in the sense that it is trash, dog shit, and I hate this with a passion. Yeah, it's not funny. It's annoying, and it's a waste of a track. And I'm going to take it a step further and give it zero stars because this was garbage. Yeah. Like, what a waste. I would never, ever, ever listen to this again. And this does nothing but disrupt the album, yeah. in my opinion. So zero stars. This can go fuck itself. I'm so angry at this skit. It really sucks balls. I agree. How it made it past the cutting room floor, I have no idea. 
Oh, God. I've never been more passionate about a skit. This is trash. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Well, this is the most immature, embarrassing shit I've heard in a long, long time. This is worse than trash. Like, I was cringing so hard while listening to this shit that by the end of it, like, I was lying on the floor in the fetal position. Like, this skit is so bad, I should downgrade my overall rating of the entire album over this shit. I give this negative two stars. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually can't believe how bad it is. Like, it is embarrassingly bad. Yeah. It's, It's the worst thing I've heard in a long, long, long time. Yeah. And if you haven't heard it, go listen to it and agree with us because this sucks balls. Yeah, really bad. Really, really bad. Let's move on. Oh, yeah. Let's move on. Track 12, She Loves Me. Eminem doesn't love us for for that review, but oh, well. Um, She Loves Me. Uh, Who hasn't taken one for a while? You. Me. All right, I'll take this. All righty. So... She loves me. Um, so this uh, is a track essentially about Eminem complaining about uh, a, a girl or a fe- or a woman or a partner who is only with him for money. Mm. I mean, if he knows that and he's still with her, then is that really a problem? Mm. Clearly, it is. It is kind of got yeah, but then he shouldn't be with that girl or that partner whoever the hell anyway content wise i wasn't great um it was kind of catchy though the hook is like okay they do have this unnecessary bridge um i really didn't have much to say about this the 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 only line that i had to pick out and danny you're gonna say this is a classic aaron line but you're killing me soft soft now want to hit it like balboa because girl you're a knockout your body is out cold yeah, what there's I don't understand why that's good except for that he says Rocky Balboa. Yeah, that's literally it. That's why I picked it out. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, the beat is literally the only thing I'd come back for. Um, and I actually gave it uh to her. Huh? Produced by Dre. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. I, <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> like I care, but I gave it I gave it three stars for the beat. The rest I'd leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my opinion is exactly the same, really. Like, it's nice to hear Eminem over some Dr. Dre production again. Like, that is the natural order of things. That is the way it's meant to be. And the booming Dre beat is pretty good here. But Mm. that is just about the only thing that's good here. Like, the sing-songy Eminem hook does not work for me. The subject matter does not work for me. Just, like, complaining that women only want him for his money, I don't care about that. If we're picking the worst lyrics of the song, I'd go with, Girl, you're stunning. I'd bet that you'd zap me if I was next to you. Sparks will fly, I expect them to. I'd be shocked if they didn't. Because Carmen, no, because you're Carmen Electrocute. <laughs> Carmen, Carmen Electrocute. Electrocute. Is that good? 
Yeah, no. I love it. No, that's just cringe, 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 cringe. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a uh, a shitty Tinder pickup line. Yeah, exactly. Wait, you're, you um, an electrocute. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like. That's yeah. yeah, that's embarrassing. You're not wrong. Um, I'm giving this song two and a half stars because that Dre beat is good. Yeah. Yeah, like the Dre beat holds it together. It doesn't sound like overly Dre. Other people have had their fingers in this pie, um, but it's still solid. <laughs> um, content, listenable, but not particularly outstanding. Overall, it's an okay song. I might listen to it every now and again. I actually like the hook. The hook, like even though it's simple, um, like incredibly simple, um, it's, I, I like, I like Eminem delivering his own hooks. It's nice. Um, and yeah, I'll give this three stars. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that, did you notice how that let's go was just like a lethargic let's go? It wasn't like a let's go. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't a killer let's go. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's done All it. Right. He's transitioned. <laughs> that was the best one. That was the best one. Yeah. Well, one word's uh, one word ones are better. Yeah, but you but also slipped it in. You also slipped it in seamlessly. I almost missed that. Almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. As soon as Matt laughed, it gave it away. Yeah. But track thirteen, killer. Speaking of Matt, do you want to take this one, Matthew, or or I do you want to take yeah, the I, next one? And, and... Yeah. I, I this like I'm, I'm interested to hear your opinions on this one, boys, because. There's something about this like bouncy beat and echoey background vocals that like I just cannot get enough of on this song. Like that beat, I really, really like. Um, these qualities, along with like the, uh, the simple re- repetitive hook, just like create this catchy song, in my opinion. Um, in terms of the content, isn't a great deal of impressive bars uh, that I noticed. However, M's third verse does go quite hard, especially these bars. Um, I'm a psychopathic killer. I'm a cap pillar, caterpillar with the botanic of bananas. You never heard better vernacular coming after your scapula for the lack of better, a better word, Dracula. Um, I quite like that. And the way he flows over those bars. Um, I think this song is like the guilty pleasure of mine, um, in the future. And I predict like that for you boys, it's probably going to be one that you don't like. That's why I'm calling it a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, and I, I think it's it, it comes down to its fun feeling and mildly sinister undertones that it has. Um, so this is a four star song for me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you might be surprised that my opinion is very, very, very similar to yours. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting beat from Da Got That Dope. Yeah. Like he's a cool, cool new producer. I like his his style. It almost sounds like something you'd hear at like a club, but like mm. I still like it. I'm not a big club person, but uh, I don't mind this this beat. The hook is actually okay. Like I like that he's like such a psychopath. He says he earns money just to burn it. Like that amuses me. Um, what I don't like is when he says, "Call her Cinderella." Because she loves balls. <laughs> yeah. I knew you wouldn't like yeah. that. Like, that is just dumb. Yeah. That's just dumb. Um, and in general, like, the lyrics aren't that great. 
His delivery, on the other hand, is pretty good. Um, I like what he's doing on a technical level, especially towards the end of his third verse where he's really flowing, like Matt said. Mm. So it's a pretty fun song from the beat to the hook to his delivery. Like it's just the lyrics themselves, which are kind of mediocre, but, you know, it's good enough for the big four stars. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah. And I'm going to say you both are not far off either. I'm in the the same ballpark. So I actually really like this beat. Um, It just has a way of like moving you. The hook is simple and catchy. And it reminds me of like a 50 cent hook in the sense that it's all about moving stacks. And that is what 50 cent loves to rap about. Um, And, you know, as much as it's not the most original, it just works in this for me. Um, my only critique is I actually didn't like that um, that killer vocal or I'm a killer vocal. I just didn't like that added in. That was my only like, oh, it just didn't work as well. Um, and I do like that he, he does reference 50 Cent. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Um, you know, she yelled out, it's her birthday. She's 50 in the club. Then it comes on that into club song she's a buzzsaw you're going numbskull i live on the edge she's a jump off um the only thing about that is he probably didn't need to say when it comes on that into club song we i understood the reference when he's like she's 50 and in the club like that is enough you don't need to explain the joke right, but, but it rhymes, yeah the, it's, it's the way it rhymes the way you say yeah. it sounded good when it comes on that into club song yeah and i also liked his Attack like the Ripper, all over the track, doing laps like laps like a stripper. Now, wow, now, 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 wow, wow! Look out, out! Rap circles round clowns, surround sound. Like it just the the and 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 that kind of works for me as well. But um, yeah, I just didn't like that. I'm a killer vocal in there, and that was my only critique on this. So I gave it four and a half stars. Whoa! Wow, that's high. That's good. Yeah. I like that. No, I like that both of you like this song. Um, Initially, I was going to say it, that. Sorry, I was going to say, is it still a guilty pleasure of yours? Or are you feeling less guilty about it? Feeling, yeah, a lot less guilty now. No, that's good. I'm really glad you both like that. I didn't predict that. Yeah, I, I feel like Matt, you you sometimes in this one you just hedged your bets. Yeah, you interesting. Thought, you thought we'd be like Zeus and strike you down? No, no, no. I only had one good transition. Uh, that's true. Well, I tried. Uh, I struggled with this one. Um, but, uh, Danny, do you want to kick this one off? Yeah. Let's see what Let's Danny do does. It, Let's do it. The big Zeus, the mighty Zeus. Um, this is actually a good song. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> T-minus provides a really nice low-key beat for Eminem to spill out all his thoughts and feelings. Um, He addresses a lot of issues on here. Like, he apologizes to Rihanna for some leaked lyrics where he said something about approving of Chris Brown's violence against her. Like, it was obviously a joke at the time that he said it, which was a long time ago. It was like 2009. But, like, 
you know, he still apologizes for it. He's probably right to to do so. So that's good. Yeah, I think he said these are quoted. Um, he said, "Let me add my two cents." Of course, I side with Chris Brown. I'd beat a bitch down too if she gave my dick an itch now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's clearly joking, but, you know, if he said that today, like, he'd he'd be in trouble. Like, I know it was leaked. Like, it was leaked. Like, he didn't... It was not like he put it out there. Yeah, true. And it, it was leaked a long time ago, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, it's it's strange that yeah. he's it up now. It's still enough for him to apologise now, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's just uh, strange that he chose 10 years later to do it. No, because it was leaked in 2019, no? Oh, was it? Yeah, I think it was leaked last year. Oh, because I, I know that at least the original version, I think it was from Things Get Worse. Um, yeah, that's what it was from. But the the assault was in 2009. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, Yeah, the actual event was in 2009, but this was leaked last year like okay close to 12 months ago like an alternate version of that song yeah correct yeah okay this makes sense um yeah well anyway he addresses that um he warns other popular rappers like drake and migos that you know people will turn on them sooner or later like they did to him um he also pays tribute to the black lives lost to racial charged violence racially charged violence which is you know, so he's touching on a lot of topics, but hold on before you go. How how good is it when he's like mentioning those um those Black Lives Lost? He actually rhymes all of those names. Like it's crazy how he rhymes them all. I mean, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good. I don't think he's the first to do it, but um, yeah. there is there is a song Danny you and I listened to Papoose. He did one um that is literally A to Z, where he names you know, someone from A to Z who was killed by a police officer. And he rhymes the whole way through. It escapes me Impressive. what it was called. Let me quickly. So, And it samples 50 Cent. Ooh. Many men, actually. One of the greats. <laughs> yeah. Actually, doesn't he? But it was... I, I think, sorry to cut Danny off, but speaking of 50 Cent, now you've got me thinking. I think he mentions at the start of the third verse something about, like, um, you know, I've been around a long time. I've, you know, seen a lot of, like, debuts. And like you know, I've had a really good view, like to to see the whole industry from. That's got to be a shout out to Fifty Cent because obviously he had the, the biggest debut of all time, hip hop all time. Sure, sure, it's a maybe. Him. <laughs> that song, that track is called uh, "Tribute" by Papoose. Uh, tribute. So check good it trib. out. Hey, yeah. by Tenacious D. Yeah. Nice, good song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, carry on, carry on, Snoop D-O-G. Do I have your permission? Yeah. But not mine. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about it then. Because um, he, of course, you know, expresses his disappointment. Can you please uh, write the lyrics? What are the lyrics? What does he say? I didn't write them down. Okay. I did. It goes a little something like, And as far as squashing beef, I'm used to people knocking me, but just not in my camp. And diplomatic as I'm trying to be, last thing I need is Snoop dogging me. Man, dog, you was like a goddamn god to me. Nah, not really. <laughs> I had dog backwards. So they are the lyrics. What are your thoughts? I don't think it's that hard of a diss, to be honest. I think, yeah. I don't think it's... It's a, it's a shot. It's just, it's a little jab. That's all it is. I don't know. Like, I, like, I understand the the background that, like, you know, there's, like, do you guys know what Snoop Dogg said about him? Yeah, I do. Kind of, yeah. 
Well, there is a, a quote from the Breakfast Club uh, radio show that he said, Eminem, the great white hope. White rappers had zero respect in rap. Dr. Dre has probably put Eminem in the position that he would be considered one of the top 10 rappers ever. I don't think so, but the game thinks that he's in the top 10 lyricists and everything that comes with it. That's just because he's with Dr. Dre. Um, Then he said there's some ends in the 80s that he couldn't fuck with, like Rakim, like Big Daddy Kane, like KRS-One, like LL Cool J, like Ice Cube. Yeah, and that's just his opinion. Like that's I, just his opinion. I really don't see anything wrong with it, to be no, honest. No, but you, know, like, you missed the last part, because like, then it goes on to then say, um, hip-hop can live without Eminem. I can live without Eminem in hip-hop. And that is, I feel like, the, the blow. That's the blow that pushed this comment because he's basically discrediting all the, the basically his entire discography and everything that Eminem's done for hip-hop by saying that hip-hop can live without Eminem. That's that's a dog act, and that's why I think what these lyrics are essentially saying is M's calling Snoop a dog, and not like a in a as in a doggy dog way, like an actual dog way. Mm. I mean, that does sound bad, but like I feel like I'd still have to hear that in context because I didn't hear that before. You make it sound really bad, but maybe Snoop didn't mean mean it as harshly as he as he actually said it. I'd have to actually listen to him say that, though. Maybe, but, like, I, I, I don't know, like, why... He is, like, at the end of the day, like, as Eminem said, like, he's he was in his camp. Like, he was, like, you know, they were a part of the same team. Like, you don't just go, like, running your mouth about, like, putting your, your teammates down. Like, even if you don't like... They're them, not teammates, though. They're not really teammates anymore. No, well, like, Snoop, that was such Snoop a long time. Them. Just... Like, in previous videos, like, a surface that Danny mentioned and, like... You know, you've just got vibes from interviews that they've done before that Snoop has, I don't know whether it's been he's felt threatened or like Snoop was the first one that, you know, obviously Dre like made really big and then Eminem comes along and obviously Eminem's bigger than like arguably bigger than Snoop Dogg and like has had more of an impact on hip hop than Snoop Dogg because like if you think about Snoop Dogg's albums, Eminem's had far greater success and put out better albums. Like Doggy Style was a classic undeniably, but name another Snoop Dogg album that was good other than Doggy Style. Like I can't name one. Um, so it's like, I don't know if there's a bit of jealousy there, but I just feel like he, he, he made a, a poor choice saying what he did. He can have his opinion. He's entitled to his Maybe. wrong opinion, but don't then go and say that hip, hip hop can live without Eminem because it can't. <laughs> well, well, at one point or another, it will have to. So yeah. And he'll go down as one of the greatest of all time. So like whether or not he's on Snoop's list, I guess it doesn't really matter, but what he's done for hip hop is is like um, there's no one who will do what Eminem has done for hip hop again, and the way that he did it, like he's he's one of a kind. So yeah, I just think Snoop said some dumb shit. Snoop Dogg is one of a kind. Snoop Dogg is one of a kind, and it it, it, it reflects poorly on him that he then would go and say what he did about a, 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 like a fellow rapper who is also one of a kind, like you, you think he should be like giving him ups, like giving him, like build him up rather than bringing him down. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't remember, I don't I don't remember think so. Eminem ever saying publicly Snoop Dogg's one of my favorite rappers. He's never given Snoop Dogg props like that. No. And that's why I think there's something going on there that we don't know about. Cause I feel like, I don't know, 
like Eminem obviously did reference in this song that it was like you're a god to me, but that was only to set up the 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 diss on the next line. But I feel like there was some like I don't know strain between them. Like their relationship was never like solid. I've just always got that impression from whenever I've been watching interviews or listening to like 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 Snoop speaking about M or I don't know. And it makes sense too. It's like like Dre made this comment. I think it was on um, the Defiant ones or another interview where he was like, you know, at the time, and this might not necessarily be related to Snoop Dogg, but it could be. Dre was like, I never realized I was surrounded by so many racists when, you know, it came to actually like signing them. There were so many people in my camp telling me not to sign this white guy. And like so many times Snoop always refers to Eminem as like, you know, the great white hope or the white kid or the white rapper. Like, why does he have to always associate Eminem with white? Like, and 50 Cent even mentions this in another interview on um, on the patiently waiting one in Complex. Um, 50 talks about how at the start of patiently waiting, he, he says, yo, Em, you, you, know, you know you're my favourite white boy, right? Like, and he says, he goes on to explain that by saying that, like, he says that because that's the relationship that him and Em have. And, you know, he can get away with it. And, you know, Em knows that he's white. He's been dealing with it all his life. Like, it's nothing new to him. So... Like, fair enough, but I feel like the way that Snoop sometimes says it might be might be interpreted in not a friendly way, um, and and not a necessary way either. Stop mentioning he's white. He's a, he's just a phenomenal rapper. Like, and the whole shit about Dre as well. I get it. I get that Dre obviously like you know lit a fire under Eminem's ass and he blew up, but Eminem like as you said before Danny has undeniable skills and when he's like like supported by the right people he could do incredible things hence Dre but he can still do incredible things without Dre it's just that because he had Dre and timing was right and all of that like obviously it made him really big so yeah I just don't think it's fair to say that Dre alone made Eminem like what he is he certainly helped but like if it was Dre alone, like then Eminem didn't need to be a good rapper. Just put a Dre beat on and then M could rap some bullshit and he'd sell millions. No, he's had great success because of his lyricism, because of his like, you know, his ideas. Like there's so many things, but anyway, I feel like I could go on. <laughs> yeah, you have gone on. Yeah. That's good though. Yeah. Uh, you got a point. You definitely have a solid point. Um yeah, I mean, I, the the only the only issue I have now is that like, I don't want I don't want Eminem and, and Snoop Dogg to have this beef now. Like, I don't want this to be a thing where they go back and forth and do subtle digs at each other. Like, I hope they they um, you know, they just chat. let it yeah. go. Yeah. Let bygones be yeah. bygones. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like Aaron, you're right. M didn't go hard. Like, I feel like he intentionally didn't go hard as well because I feel like there is. Like, despite everything going on, there is a bit of, like, mutual respect. Well, not mutual respect, respect that Eminem has for Snoop Dogg. Because, like, Em is always, like, although he might not have referenced him before telling the respect he has, like, he knows that Snoop is one of the greats and will always be one of the greats. And, like, he wouldn't have wanted to go full in on him because it's, like, unlike MGK, you know, MGK is nothing. So it's, like, I'm just going to destroy this guy. But, like, with Snoop Dogg, like, it's not, it's not something you would do. It's not something respectful to do, to go in on him, I don't think. Well, I also think that there is nothing to gain from having a beef with Snoop Dogg. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's not like Snoop Dogg's going to fire back with something amazing. Yeah, I just don't think there's... Neither of them have anything to gain from a full-on beef. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it doesn't play well for either of them. They're both legends in their own right, and it just looks petty. It looks strange. So this is as far as it'll go. I'm sure this will be left alone after Yeah, I wonder... Like, I'll leave you both with this. I wonder what Dre's thought on this was. It's a good question. Yeah. I wonder if Dre was like, I don't want to get, like... You know, my my name's Bennett and I ain't in it. Like, I wonder if he, like, stepped back and was like, I'm not getting involved in this because, like, I'm... He would definitely never say anything against Eminem and he would never say anything against Snoop Dogg. So he's 100% staying out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it puts him in that awkward place. It's like, he just wants to make good music and then this stuff comes up and it's just like, guys, come on. Like, I feel like he'd be more of, like, the, the proof side of things of just, like, you know, bringing people together, like not tearing people apart, especially people who are essentially in it just to make great music and for the love of hip-hop. So it's like, yeah. I, I assume, though, that um, Eminem must have gone to Dre and said, what do you think about this, you know, and asked for Dre's approval before even doing it. So I'm sure Dre had something to say about it yeah. and, and allowed it to go ahead, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure Dre was like, you know, don't go too far. You know. Yeah, you might be right. He might have said, "Yeah, don't don't go all out. Just just mention it." Yeah, if you feel like you need to, do it. But I'm sure his opinion was, you know, don't don't really need to. But yeah, obviously Snoop Dogg hasn't said anything in retaliation. So uh, he's he's apparently he's done some subtle jabs on um Instagram or whatever. Like he he's definitely hasn't come out and gone, "Oh, sorry, Eminem." He's 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 like, if anything, he's dug in even more. With some snide comments or something. Yeah, but that's what it's all. That's what it's going to be. It's just going to be, you know, snide comments. It's not going to be anything big. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, back to the song, Danny. What did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what well, did you actually think? Yeah. It's like this is definitely the best song on the album so far, and so it's it's definitely five stars. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, I, I agree. as you said before, it's like it's it's a it is a, like a really well crafted song, like instrumental versus hook, like it just all flows seamlessly between one another. The keyboard, the drum beat, like the fade in and out, um, white gold, like probably the best hook of the of the album as well. Um, yeah, cool, calm, collected flow from M. Punchlines that sting, even though they're not like being shouted. Um, yeah, lots of memorable lines. Um, obviously, the Snoop Dogg one is the probably the most contentious. Um, yeah, I, I'm, 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 this one was hard for me because I was like, for me, it's like Nat and Zeus. Like they're the two like clear standouts for me in terms of like songs. I ended up obviously going with Nat, but this one is is, is fantastic as well. Uh, what did you think, Aaron? Um, yeah, I thought this was really good as well. I thought that. Uh, this was structured really well. I like the beat. I like white gold on there. Um, this was to me, without a doubt, five stars. Um, I like his references to hip hop. I like that he's giving people warning. Um, I, I don't necessarily know if that's true. If it's going to come true that people will turn on Drake, maybe they will. I hope that they don't. Um, and those other artists. Um, but yeah, I, I like this. I like this a lot. Um, so I gave this five stars and we're back to what we know 
uh, Eminem four, which is you know producing some really good stuff, and thus far he's, he's done a bit. <laughs> and- I was so waiting. Yeah, waiting I was like, actually, on that song, do either of you can either of you shed light on what that reference to was? They did it to Chance. Um and yeah, because Chance the rapper released a really really bad album, and basically everyone, all his fans, the industry is just like, nah, Chance is done. Like, just because he released a really bad album, people just gave up on him immediately. And he was a big, like, he was a big guy in in hip-hop. Like, he was a big name. Maybe he still is, maybe he still will be, but definitely the talk about him now is that he's he's washed up already. He's done. (laughs) Interesting. And then they talked about they'll. I really like that line. Actually, soon they'll be mentioning future in the past tense. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that was a really good line too. Um, yeah, it's actually quite scary, isn't it? When like he, he starts mentioning these names and things, because it's like if people weren't already thinking it, they are now. It's almost like he, he's putting this idea in in the heads of people, and it's like it, it, it's. I know. I know he's not doing it to see their demise. He's doing it to just make people aware. But in doing that subconsciously, that can cause, that could cause like rifts for those particular artists. It's like, hey, I'm not falling off. No way. And then like, if something happens, it's like, oh shit. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's like, it is going to happen to everyone though. It's going to happen to them all. Yeah. Like name an artist who like hasn't fallen off. Like, is there is there one like who's just constantly been? I was literally just thinking that, and I was like, maybe Jay Z, maybe like Jay Z would be the one. Yeah, that like has has had such longevity, and you know, people still go mental when he releases an album, and like the last one he did was four forty four, and everyone went, you know, loved that one. Like, he never really fell off, really. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the the people people are really vocal about Eminem. People are really quick and and to say, nah, Eminem's dumb and Eminem's washed up. Whereas people don't say that about Jay Z. Why? I don't know. It's a good question. I I don't know. He just has more clout in the game. He's more respect respected for some reason. He was there. He was around with Biggie and all that. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, Big L as well. Uh, but also, Eminem's very controversial as well. Like, he's just an introvert, controversial figure of hip hop. Jay Z's not so much. Yeah, yeah. Jay Z's been very, very consistent, I guess. Whereas Eminem hasn't. Yeah, but then you could yeah. say, like, I don't know, like artists like um, Big Pun, like they they never fell off, but they never had a chance to, I suppose. Yeah. Well, this is going back to a different discussion that we've had where you offline had a bit of a go at them, like legends, because like you were like, well, you can't compare them to Eminem because Eminem has a long career versus, you know, your big ears, your big puns, your big L. It's hard to know mm. like what they would have turned into over the same longevity. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like an unfair comparison, but it's all we can yeah. do. Yeah. Anyway, I suppose we should get into uh, thus far because that is the last interlude of the of the album. Um, how good is it to get this back after that absolute trash we heard before? Like, 
I know it's just, yes, I know it's just a skit, but it's like back on topic. Good way to finish the like the album leading into the last song. Um, it connects with the content and the theme of the album. I like I really enjoy Alfred's accent and like the use of language, like that really old fashioned language. Um, it, it's it's really haunting and it's really like appropriate. Um, I think it's clever how he's abruptly cut off just before the end of the interlude um, by the beginning of the, the last song. It, it's a technique that I think fits well with obviously the title discombobulated, um, meaning like confused. Um, and it just serves as a really nice final transition. So I would play this like as a lead in to discombobulated. I think it needs it. Like it, it, it depends on it in a way. Um, but discombobulated also stands on its own. So it's sort of like, yeah, discombobulated earns its stripes without having it there, but I think it's complemented by having it there, if that makes sense. So this this is back to a three-star interlude for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you basically said what I wanted to say, which was like what I like about this interlude is how it abruptly cut is cut off by the final track and like just when you thought it was over like Eminem hits you with one last banger to close out the album so that's what I like about the interlude but I mean it's it's just a skit so I'm not giving it a rating mm. yeah I really like this Alfred's voice again is is like interesting to listen to it's just nice contrast with Eminem and it's Originally from a 1958 song, Alfred Alfred said, where he says, like, he wrote this song or he composed it, but he says in it, in the intro, parents will not be permitted to listen to this song unless accompanied by their children. <laughs> That's funny. That was actually cut out by Eminem, so that wasn't used in the skit, but that is the end of it. So it's interesting that M cut that out. Probably not the message you want to be sending, but... I just like that that is the message that Alfred Hitchcock said in his song. Um, but yeah, I like this. This works for me. Um, I gave it three stars nice. as well. Nice. I think there's only one person who can start off the last track. <laughs> I thought it would be you, Matt, because it is your album, but I know that this is the track that Danny's been waiting yeah, this for. Is, this is his like, song of the album, so we've got to give it to him. Yeah. yeah cheers. Like, okay, here we go. Discombobulated. I said Zeus was the best song on the album so far, but Discombobulated immediately dethrones it. This is classic Dr. Dre relapse era production. And the thing that really got me, I actually got so hype when Eminem screamed out, Accents like that was yeah. so good. <laughs> like it brought back so much nostalgia for me. I was so excited. Um, like all I ever wanted was that was that Relapse Two album he promised us ten years ago, and this song is exactly what I imagine it would have sounded like. Just Eminem is on fire here with his relapse flow because relapse was all about, it wasn't about, you know, 
trying to come up with clever, witty punchlines. Relapse was all about painting really vivid and disturbing pictures in the listeners' minds. And he does that here so well with lines like, so he says, utilizing this tool, I will execute a line like what I tried to do one time in my youth when I euthanized my poodle in junior high, used to hide in my room and fly to the moon and try suicide with the glue from my school supplies. <laughs> like, oh, that's my shit right there. Um, like this, yeah, this, this is my song, hands down. I can't believe he actually did it. Like my only nitpick is that I wish... He stuck with that original instrumental yeah. for the whole yeah. song. Agree. Yeah. yeah. Like the two beat switches that occur throughout the song are just not as good as that first beat, in my opinion. Um, but like, this is everything I want from an Eminem song. Like, just when I'm about to lose all hope in the man, he pulls me back in with a song like this. Like, and I am, I am genuinely, actually still holding out hope that Relapse 2 will happen one day. I really, like, it's such a cult classic now. Like, people genuinely, like, there's a group that you can hear it in the underground. It's bubbling. Like, people, people are fans. There are fans out there. And you can tell just from this song that he has so much fun doing this particular style of hip-hop like i'd say it's still very possible not probable but always possible that relapse 2 may one day surface but anyway this song is absolutely five stars let's go <laughs> expected. definitely expected definitely all right um, Matthew. No, you go. I'll finish this off. All righty. Well, discombobulated. The, I mean, Danny, you touched on the accents, but it's like the younger self. And as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> and you get you like, you know what's coming. You get excited by what's coming. Um, and like and this reference to 50 Cent is way funnier. Like he has way better references. Like he's like, just flew the coop. The cops are in hot pursuit. But the day they catch me is the day 50 will call a truce and quash the feud with him and Jar. And Jar will actually spit a bar. That's not from a Dr. Zeus book. And they'll start a group. Like, that's <laughs> just funny. It's funny. Like, and there's no, like, corny punchlines. It's not like him trying to put this word on top of that word and, you know, to do a little play on words. It's just, isn't it funny to picture them in a group and how to tell that in a funny way? Yeah. And he nails it. Um, he also has this cool like wordplay where he's like, so the critics sit today, like sit it. I can't even do it. Shit it. Like he does. He adds this like I know weird kind of like my mid it fittinger. Like he, I, I can't even do it, but he has this cool kind of flow in there. It works for me. And this line, the last line of the whole thing, I just took an AIDS test and the doctor said to think, Positive. <laughs> um, it's. I'm going to say right now, favorite line of the whole album, saved at the last line. <laughs> I just love that. Um, but yeah, this is absolutely fire. This is 
100% five stars. Um, he he just does what he does best. And I think he found, like, yeah, I don't know. He just let go of the shackles. He just let loose and he let himself do accents and he let himself do intelligent rhymes. And this was great. So huge finish to the album. And I'd like to say, usually we see shit finishes to albums. But this has been a great finish with Zeus and then Discombobulated. Really strong finish. So well done, M. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good, very good. Um, yeah, everything you've said. Aaron stole my lyrics, the jar one. It is a great finish. Um, it's an intriguing choice going back to the relapse era. Obviously, I approve of it, but it makes me think, was this a test? Was this a little like a little shot just to put this out here and go, okay, let's see what let's see what the fans think of this. Let's see how they react, and then I'll I'll you know um, plan my next move accordingly. Um, I don't know, I don't know, but I, I like to think it was done for that reason. Um, it's got a catchy hook. The accents M slips into it very effortlessly. Once again, um, the verses were solid, especially the first one. I liked that in particular, but the jar rule lyrics were my favorite, even though they weren't in the first. Um, my problem with this song, and it's the same problem that Danny had, but it didn't seem to affect his rating, but it does affect mine, um, is the beat. The beat that should have been through the whole song was not. And those other two beats I just didn't like vibe to as much. Obviously, M carried them through with his flows and his lyrics, but that really did get to me um, because that first beat literally sounded like a Dr. Dre beat from Relapse. I wanted that the whole way through. I think if I had that the whole way through, actually, no, I know if I had that the whole way through, it would have been a five-star song for me. Um, but because I didn't have that the whole way through and I don't give half ratings, it's a four-star song for me, but it's still, obviously, I'd listen to this, you know, every day of the week. Um, I like to finish with a positive, though. Finally, the outro made me smile with M shouting a familiar but different few words, those being, ha yeah, Dr. Dre, Black Beethoven, S1, which I don't know what S1 means. It's a producer. Oh, okay. So did Black Beethoven and S1, are they producers? I assume that uh, I, they might have even produced this track uh, with Dr. Dre. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, cool. So, um, haha, yeah, Dr. Dre, Black Beethoven, S1, and then this part, 2050. <laughs> haha, we're out. Yeah. Um, and that's a shout out to a, a previous shout out he's done on, I can't remember which album, but the uh, I think it was actually Relap. I think he goes, 2020. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I really, really liked that. Like he was really channeling those vibes. So that was a great way to finish. Um, and I would just like to yeah, finish with a couple of thoughts. Um, so my first thought is I wonder just how much longer the goats, that being Dre and them, can keep the musical ship of hip hop afloat for. <laughs> it's all on their shoulders. Well, not necessarily, but like they're, they're two, like they're two people who for me, make me get excited when new music comes out. Like with Dre's involved. What did you say? You just said they're keeping the hip-hop afloat. Musical ship of hip-hop afloat. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but like I'm trying to say that there's a lot of shit out there, but like when they get together, when they do some work, even if it's only just for a couple of tracks, like 
usually it's going to be like really, really good. I mean, obviously Guns Blazing was an exception that like I, I did not um, expect and I did not want, but like, you know, I, like I said at the very beginning, when Eminem's dropping an album, like I'm excited. I get this feeling. I can't describe it inside of me. They're just like, I need to listen to his music right now. Like he even mentions it like in the album. I, I don't think it's, I think he says something about like how excited they were when they'd get home from school and they like, unwrap the the shrink wrap on the, the, the tape and like slip it in and like all listen to it like i don't know just like this just like an experience so yeah i'm um for everyone's sake i hope that they continue making music for you know a little while longer and yeah just finishing i suppose with respects for eminem for an enjoyable and impressive um side b of music to be murdered by uh so i'll finish with uh four stars for discombobulated and that is a wrap, boys. <laughs> so what did you end up giving the whole thing, Matt? So uh, algorithm-wise, it scored 58 stars out of a possible 80, which is 3.63 stars. But then considering album construction and everything going on, um, I would give this three and a half stars. <laughs> That's controversial. Yeah, I yeah, I can't believe you you went to three and a half. Well, I've got down here because like four, I rounded up to four. But then what you said you said to me, you know, you have to consider everything. And like there are for me here, there are four five star tracks, um, and that's like that's like a quarter of the album. Um, there are a lot of four star tracks, but there's yeah, there's some real trash. There's my least favorite skit of all of Eminem's works ever. There's a really, really bad Dre track, which is really dis- like disappointing. Like, um, yeah, there's there are there's and then there's some there's quite a few like average tracks as well. So yeah, I, I don't think I could like sit comfortably with giving this four stars. And I did say that side A was better. Um, and I think I'd have to look back, but I think I'd give side A um, four stars. I think it was just a stronger overall piece. However, there are some really, really good songs on this one as well. So, like, that's why I said it was an enjoyable and, you know, impressive um, addition to, to the overall album. Because you've got you to remember, this is like a whole, this is a whole album. Like, this is side A and side B. It's, it's supposed to be one whole experience. So, um, on the whole, this is like, an, an, you know, a really um, welcomed addition. I wouldn't say that... I, I, the album, like, Side A sits alone by itself as a, as a good project, but this, I think, definitely adds to it, even though there's some shit on this. Like, there's also... Think about the excitement that, for example, Danny had with, you know, Discombobulated. Think about the excitement that I got from Nat and think about, you know, Aaron, how you felt with, um, with like, Killer and Zeus and, like, you know, th- there's, there's definitely things that you can take from this that you like, so... Therefore, I, I want this. I want this in my life, and I can just skip over the stuff I don't like. I just, I just like that you, uh, you said on discombobulated, you don't give half stars, but you rate the album three and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Well, that's only because we were doing like we went to half stars or something, didn't we? For that, if that was the case, so, so the- I've always been doing half stars. Yeah. The main reason why I don't do half stars is because on my bloody um, notes, 
in my emojis. I can't give like a picture of a of a of a half star. So I only do like full stars or or no stars. And what I do with uh, anyway, but if I suppose if I was to for discombobulated, yeah, I fairly I would give it four and a half stars because it doesn't just because of the the beat that doesn't go all the way through. It is a really good song though. It's probably stronger than my other four star tracks, so it would be fair to give it four and a half. Yeah. That's all I wanted you to correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, so that uh, th- I'm going to settle with overall this one, three and a half, first side four. Um, and then as a project, a whole project, I'd probably settle with four. I'd be happy with four stars. Nice. Yep. Daddy, what do you think? Do you have also favorite song and favorite uh, lyrics? Um, for Danny? And favorite. Or both of you. Um, yeah, you already know my favourite song is Nat. Um, just because that, I just cannot get that beat switch out of my head. And it's just so mellow at the start, which I also liked. I didn't hate that at all. And then that beat switch and that flow is just impeccable. Like, it is crazy. And, like, I was chopping and changing between that and Zeus. As a song, Zeus is probably better, like, as a, like a, as a whole, like, like project. It's probably a stronger song, but just for the the like the effects on Nat and like then the snap and just yeah, I had to go Nat. Um, in terms of favorite album instrumental, initially I put Book of Rhymes because I really really liked um, the scratches that um, DJ Premier did, and I also kind of liked the beat. But now like that we're actually thinking about it. Believe it or not, I was considering tone deaf and I was considering um, uh, <laughs> Alfred's theme, but then I, I shied away from those. But talking about this, this like review with you both now, this is very controversial, but I think if not Book of Rhymes, I would probably go with Killer as my favourite beat. Um, and that, like I said, was the guilty pleasure but it's just, yeah, like I said, there's something about that beat that I can't get enough of. So uh, it would probably be that. Nice. Yeah, nice. Danny? Um, well, for me, best song, obviously, Discombobulated. There it is. Best instrumental, I'm actually giving it only to the first beat of Discombobulated. Like, not the whole song. But the first, the first beat of Discombobulated gets the best instrumental. And just overall, Matt, this is the prediction you got right. Three stars for the album as a whole. Just because, you know, there's a handful of terrible songs. There's a handful of good songs. There's one great song. But like, on average, the album is mediocre at best. And so three stars, I think, is fair for me. Would you? Are you saying three stars for side B, side A, or all together? No, no, no. I don't. I don't buy into your. This is a one whole project, side A and side B. This came out like an entire year after the first album, mm. like the first part. So this is its own thing. It's like a. It's like a COVID album. Um, and this is three stars. And I, I can't remember what I gave. I'm pretty sure I gave side A um, four stars. I think I did. Yeah. 
But then I'm pretty sure in conversations we had later, um, I told you guys that my opinion on the album went down a lot. Mm. So I would probably revise that at least down to three and a half. Yeah. So this one is probably a downgrade from that one still. Like that one had some really like, well, what was that song? The final track on on the first side A was was amazing too. I will featuring Slaughterhouse. Yeah. That was I listened to I listened to that so much this year, and maybe Discombobulated will join that. Um, just side A had like really like interesting songs as well. Like the one the one where he's rapping from the perspective of the the shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Darkness. I can't remember what it was Dark, called. What was it? Darkness. Oh, darkness, yeah, yeah. Just it had really interesting concepts. This one was just really the, the the topics he chose to rap about. If it wasn't COVID or the racial stuff, it was just like really boring topics and like women that want him for his money and and ex girlfriends and oh, the the subject matter here was definitely a downgrade from the from side A. Yeah. So it's, it's a step down. It's three stars. Not bad. I agree. What about um, before Aaron goes? What about did you have? I didn't mention my favorite lyrics. What did you have as your favorite lyrics? Or did you have any? Um, I said there was heaps of worse lyrics, but um, best lyrics I just said was from these demons. Like I went, I went for the political stuff where he says, "This pandemic got us in a recession. We need to reopen America." Black people dying, they want equal rights. White people want to get haircuts. Some people protest, some people riot, but we ain't never escaping this virus. Till the cops that are racially biased, we no longer enable these liars. Yeah. I really strong. like that. Very, very strong. Yeah. I, I, actually, no, I think I did mention my favorite lyrics. Yeah, they're from that. They're the um, Mike Pencil, Get Killed ones. I really like those. Yeah, yeah. You, you love that. Well, let me wrap it up gentlemen uh so i also gave it three and a half stars i think i also gave it i think it got 3.6 so i'm downgrading to three and a half um in the algorithm the old uh matthew algorithm um i thought it it had good moments and it had poor moments um but i'd i'd come back to the songs that i like on this um uh my favorite lyrics as i said well, at the end, I just took an AIDS test and the doctor said to think positive. Yeah, I actually love that. I actually love that. I, I think I missed that, to be honest, because I don't remember it. And now that you say it, I really think that's funny. Yeah, you're going to love it if you missed it. It's indiscombobulated. You're going to love it even more. Yeah. It's just such a funny way to finish the it's album. It's funny, too, like the, um, the, the what the fuck that comes on after that is like it's his voice and the way he delivers what the fuck is like, um, what the it's, fuck? Yeah, it's really humorous. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a genuinely good joke. Like that is, it's not a terrible pun. It's just a good, solid joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, favorite instrumental. Uh, I think it was. Um, I think Kill Killer was my favorite instrumental yeah. um, by the old Doctor Dre. Um. That was that the no, one? No, that one, that one wasn't Dre. Dre was the She Loves Me. She Loves Me. That's the one. My bad. I think She Loves Me was my favorite instrumental. 
Um, and my favorite song uh, will go to uh, Zeus. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So we all actually we all had different favorite songs and different instrumentals and different lyrics. Right. Yeah. It was actually a tough one, this one I found, to have favorite song and favorite instrumental. Not for me. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just felt really strongly about one specific song. See, but isn't that, in- isn't that like interesting, you. though, that we all had different favorites? Because, like, if Emma had have just gone with the discombobulated side, like, guaranteed Aaron and I would have loved it, but we obviously didn't love it as much as one Danny did and as much as the songs and the instrumentals that we pick so it's almost like you can see how if he did go down that path it would be embraced by a lot of people but then other people might you know how do I put it like not vibe yeah like I clearly loved that so much like this that's my biggest takeaway from this album is that one song like it that's seriously that one song, Discombobulated, overshadows everything else mm. for me. Like nothing else exists for me except that one song at the end of the day. Um, and then so when you guys are picking different instrumentals and different best tracks, it's kind of strange to me, but then I also understand it. And But again, selfishly, I want an entire album of Discombobulated. Yeah. And please give that to me. <laughs> So if Eminem is listening to this podcast, pay attention. Uh, Discombobulated, if you did a whole album of that, definitely Danny would be very thrilled. I'm sure uh, Matt and I would be thrilled as well, to be honest, um, to hear a project like that. But, um, but yeah, otherwise you can always come on the show and do an oh. interview. So shout out to the one and only Eminem. That would Eminem. be my absolute God. dream come true. Oh, my gosh. I'd be, I'd be so nervous but also so happy at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> We've already discussed this, Matt. The interview with, would be with me, and you just have to listen oh. to it later. Oh. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if I said, no way. No way. It's just me. How selfish would that be? <laughs> That'd be like like me like, teeing up with like 50 Cent and being like, oh, let's do an interview. Oh, no, sorry, Aaron. You can't, uh, can't be a part of this. Let's say Eminem agreed to an interview tomorrow at Aaron's place in Australia. Would you fly down? Oh, absolutely. Like, that's like- so you had a week. A week? Yeah. Like, it, it's like. You don't understand, like, I remember when I was able to, like, go to his concert for the first time, I was so, so excited. The lead up to that, I was watching so many videos of, like, live performances of his and, like, I just, like, the feeling that I got was, like, indescribable. Like, I remember watching him perform um, uh, Stan live and I was just, like, I was so mind-blown by it. And then when I actually went and got to see it, I was just, like, it was so crazy. So I was, like, if I could have the opportunity like of meeting Eminem that would be like just yeah it'd be an absolute dream come true like I would yeah would definitely um move mountains and that being if if that meant flying home like for that period of time I would do it now if you if you got to see let's say in a week's time you got to see your bestest friends in the whole wide world yeah would you come down anyway what do you what what what, what do you mean like (laughs) He's trying to figure out where we sit on the priority oh, list. Yeah. He he caught you in yeah. in an impossible question because what he's done is essentially he's said, "All right, if you could see us in a week, would you?" The answer would, if you say yes, is all right. We'll see you in a week. <laughs> and if the answer is no, 
you've essentially said we're less important than Eminem, <laughs> even though you've never met him. And so Danny's just checkmated you, <laughs> and he's got you okay, good. Sorry. Yeah. So if Prodigy, if Prodigy like was brought back from the dead, and you got to, you know, he was in, you know, England um, at my place, and like he wasn't coming to Australia, and I said, Danny, can you fly me? <laughs> <laughs> He got you back. <laughs> you got me. You got me. <laughs> oh, that's classic. Uh, and with that, I think we might finish the podcast uh, on on a couple of gotems. Um, but Eminem music to be murdered by side B. Uh, definitely check it out if you haven't listened to it. Um, I'd be surprised if you listened to this and you haven't actually listened to the album. But in case you haven't, uh, definitely check it out. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at the underscore slim fitty biggie committee. And stay tuned for our next podcast. Bye for now.